Hello and welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where two brothers have a jolly, festive time watching terrible, awful, horrible films from the future. Uh, I'm your cringly host, Benjamin. I'm your jolly host, John. Uh, it's movie season. Very that excitingly. Uh, there's like a million movies coming out right this moment, and a million movies coming out in the next month and before. And I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> I hope you've watched this year, this uh, this year's holiday special. This is the second year we've made it to year two of doing watching weird asylum Christmas films. Woo! And continuing our Christmas tradition, we will do another Christmas dog movie. Yeah. But before we get to that, yeah, we want to talk about some films we've watched since it's the holiday season. There's a lot of films coming out, you know. Uh, I we kind of want to go over what we feel about you know the current Hollywood. Uh, zeitgeist and all that. Um, and you said you watched a recent Christmas film, didn't you? No, I did not. I didn't. It was not recent at all. But I did watch a Christmas film recently. Um, okay, so basically, I was over at a friend's house. We were going through Disney Plus, and we found a movie that someone else there was like, "Oh, I remember this movie from when I was a kid." It's a it's a Disney Channel original movie called "Twas the Night." And I think it's from, like, the 90s or the early 2000s. But the premise of Twas the Night was there's um, a family on Christmas, and in this family they have an uncle who's kind of a grifter character and also a hacker. And Wait, what kind uh, of hacker? Like a computer hacker? Like a computer okay, hacker. He, okay. he, like, he, he, like, yeah, he, he does scams of some sort. It's it's kind of vague. It's, it's just, you know. Um... He's, but so he's the World Wide Web, and it's very like '90s aesthetic World Wide Web. It's like it, it's it's that funny, it's that really goofy idea of what Hollywood thought the internet looked like yeah. in like the in like that. It's like all gonna the, be in 3D. Yeah, yeah, it's got a little bit of that. Um, so anyway, the uncle is um, in 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 debt to some crime boss it's like three like goofy villains and they're kind of like bumbling so but like for all intents and purposes like he's like he's in deep trouble with them so he has to run away and it's christmas eve so he runs away to the family um enjoying christmas so he crashes their their christmas celebration um on the pretense of like i just want to see you know you guys for the holidays um and so while they're there, he's doing his computer hacking, and Santa crashes on their roof. And Santa has, this year, has, like, an electronic sled, and so the computer hacking somehow brought down the sled. Um, that's, don't, that's, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's worry very it. easy, isn't it? Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry like about it. anybody can just do it then. Um, and then Santa makes lots of grumbles about like, uh, the one year I don't bring out the reindeer, but they're sick. They have the reindeer flu this year or something. Um, I think that's literally like what he calls it. Um, but anyway, so Santa has this ball with Get these... back. These deers have the reindeer virus. <laughs> hey, I said they'd step back. <laughs> these, bur- these reindeer are contaminated. Now go away. Um... So he has a a ma- like a magic ball. So basically they they in this movie they try to explain how Santa is able to do what he does. So he has a, a ball with buttons on it and the buttons can like freeze time 
and they can make things bigger or smaller. So he has a big bag full of tiny little presents, and he pushes the button, and they grow to full size. So this is how Santa's able to deliver them all in one night, and how he's able to fit them all in the bag, and blah, blah, blah. And it can shrink anything, it can shrink people, it can, you know, make anything bigger, blah, blah, blah. So... That's like the basic premise, and then there's a whole kind of redemption arc with the uncle character, where like he he manages to um, like Santa accidentally gets knocked out, kind of like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, and so um, the uncle and one of the kids, the oldest kids are like a takeover for Santa and the uncle's only doing this so that he can sneak into people's houses and steal their stuff. For some reason he doesn't steal like cash or jewels, he steals like furniture that's like shrunk down to tiny size. I guess he's thinking he's going to resell it, but it seems like if you have that kind of power, you would just go to the bank and steal the money or yeah. something. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, that'd be a lot simpler. But Logic um, is lost. Yeah. Um, so, and then there's a whole redemption arc where, like, you know, the uncle is like, okay, no, and then they hey, there's a little comeuppance for the crime guys that, like, you know, that all happens, blah, blah, blah. No, that's important. The most important thing about this movie is the uncle is played by Brian Cranston. Now tell people who that is because I, I definitely Walter know. Walter White. Okay, wow. And this is I just back saw when a game he... show with Walter uh, Walter White's actor guy on it. Actually. So this is what this is back when he was doing like Malcolm in the Middle when he was Malcolm's dad. So this is when he was still kind of typecast as a comedic actor. But you look at this movie now and you're like, no, that's Walter White. <laughs> so like there were like a bunch of points during the movie where like I start cracking up. It's like the this is Walter White as Santa. <laughs> that's very good. So I just start like, so I start like going like, you know, like just start cracking up and just start going like, I am the one who comes down the chimney. <laughs> he hides, what's presents. My, what, he, he hides what, his presence underneath What's my house. name? Santa Claus. You're goddamn right. Anyway, so that's so that's the one Christmas movie I saw this year. Um, so tell tell me about the actual recent movies you saw. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was feeling like having some popcorn the other day, and I was like, oh hell, I'll go see a film. Looking at you know like the list of it, like it, it's nice to have a, a film with your popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Looking at like all the films available, I saw Star Wars, and I was like, oh you know, eh, maybe not. You know, the previous film was fine and all, but I'm not super interested in watching the final one. Maybe later. Then I looked at Cats, and I was like, what? That film's really weird and weird and creepy and everything about it. I'm not sure I want to watch it. Then I saw a third film on the, the like the poster. It was Cats, a Star Wars story. And you know, I was like, hell, you know what? Sounds pretty good. So I'm just gonna be, this is going to be my review for Cats, a Star Wars story. Uh, the film begins off with this sort of really exciting dance sequence where you see resistance troopers and stormtroopers. This probably takes place, I assume, during... I don't know. Does it really matter? It's Star Wars. Who gives a shit when it takes place? Uh, it's it's like, a long time ago. We, yes. we know that. <laughs> They're dancing in a little bar. It's probably Tatooine, we're going to assume. They're dancing around. Um, for some reason, they have... While the, the stormtrooper has masks, as well as resistance fighters, they also superimpose CGI faces onto the masks um, in a very sort of grotesque, horrifying way. And we see our main character, Ray, come in. Uh, Ray is this sort of abandoned child, uh, abandoned at birth. Uh, she's basically, being, uh, she was basically forced to sort of survive on her own for a very long period of time. 
Uh, she has no family, and she's dis- desperately looking for someone she can call her re- real, true family. Uh, so she joins in. All of them are freaked out by her. They just don't know what to think of her, so they all flee. And then this mysterious man, uh, he calls himself uh, Palpatine. He's a sort of very mus- muscular cat man uh, who was, you know... <laughs> This is awful. I'm going to stop this bit uh, right now. Perpetine. <laughs> Perpetine. This has been a terrible bit so far. I'm sorry. I, 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 I admired your, your dedication <laughs> to it, at least. Gandalf is in Cats. And I'm going to start. I'm just going to say that. For a second, I thought you were about to start describing the Star Wars holiday special. I mean, geez. Felt, <laughs> the films felt like it. No, okay. So I watched Star Wars and Cats on the same day. I'll be honest, I have not seen a new Star Wars movie. I am kind of curious to see it, but for only one reason. Because I saw the Red Letter Media predictions video for Rise of Skywalker, where they predicted with, with absolute seriousness that there would be a goofy time travel plot in the movie. And, um, and, and so basically I saw that, and they laid out their evidence for why they thought that would be the case. And I was like... Oh shit! I actually kind of want to see this now, just to see like how much they're gonna like fuck with the fans on this. I, I'm actually kind of into that. Um, but so tell me what Prepare actually. Prepare to be happens. disappointed. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not really willing to drop like 15 bucks just for like a joke, basically. So. Yeah, no. It feels like J.J. Abrams uh, decided to put what he thought the eighth film was supposed to be. And the ninth film all in one film. Okay. So the film's constantly jumping around basically like like six planets in like ten minutes or whatever. Oh god. Huge mess. I'm it's I mean this is the real problem, right? It's the fact that they have a, a director right in the middle of the trilogy instead of keeping it one director. And this is such like I mean <laughs> Well, it worked for the original trilogy because they have a different director for Empire Strikes Back. Sure, but George Lucas was always there's sort of a guiding hand kind of person because he sort of had an idea of how the story was supposed to go. They clearly don't have any idea where anything's supposed to go. So all three films felt feel like their own oh boy. like movie. None of them really tie together for each other. Yeah, I was wondering, like, with the end of The Last Jedi, it's like, okay, where do you go from here? There's like... The Rebel Alliance is like six guys now. Oh, they get more people somehow. And they don't get more people. Mm. And then they do. It's a great film. Very good. It sounds very <laughs> cohesive. <laughs> the film's a mess. They get... It's like... They really... It's really obvious they didn't know what to do with the final film. Mm. The whole film's pretty much just finding MacGuffin after MacGuffin until they eventually meet, you know... Palpatine or whatever. Okay, so Palpatine is in this movie. Yeah, he's the big evil bad guy. You find and... this out literally at the very first second of the film. Really? Yeah, the text crawl reveals is Palpatine's behind everything. Palpatine's behind it all. Yeah, that's um, the text crawl pretty much says that. Okay, so what what is their justification for that? Palpatine being live, there's none. Okay. There's no the movie doesn't explain anything at all. Really, Pal- Palpatine's behind it all. He's behind everything. He always <laughs> was, apparently. Don't okay. worry about it. Just watch Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, if you want answers, don't watch this film. Uh, if you want answers, don't watch Cats either. 
That's a really this is a really frustrating concept uh, because it's it's like uh, because he's the emperor in the original trilogy. He's like the big baddie that they slowly reveal. Like like he, he he's he's not in the first movie at all. He's hinted at in the second movie. Like he's the hologram that Darth Vader is talking to, and then he like is actually shown in the third movie. And in the prequels, he's like the big mastermind behind everything. For him to also be the big mastermind after he supposedly died is like, okay, so are we really saying that like this guy is the origin of all evil in this universe? We can't yeah, have we can't nine, have anything he's else. Thousand chess. Ugh. He's playing he's the playing billion that, chess. He's playing he's, chess a billion times. He's he's playing that chess that they have on the Millennium Falcon with the with the the, the little hologram animals that fight each other. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like, like six of but them. It's but it's like six of them stacked on top of each other. Yeah, man. He's just so smart. Oh, He's also grief. a huge pervert in this film. Really? <laughs> to, huge to, big pervert, man. To Ray? Oh, well, I mean, I should I should I get into real spoilers there or? It's up to you. I mean, I'm not really interested in seeing this movie, so I don't really care. I it'd be more, yeah. It's up to you. I mean, it's really up to you if you want to get spoiled or not. I do not care. Do you not care? I do right. not care. Well, so Pal- Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter is the big plot twist. Jesus Christ. That's the big what? plot twist. Yeah. Okay. That's what they went with. Yes, that's that's the big crazy so plot twist. So that's why she has force powers. Well, I mean, she could have force powers anyway. I'm not sure there's anything that states she couldn't do that. Well, midichlorians, but, you know. Are we are we still doing midichlorians? Did they, did they say that's... You can't Disney's... though because that's in the prequels. That prequels are still canon. Cause yeah. So so yes, we yeah. are still doing midichlorians. Okay. That shit will be real forever and always. So they went with. So obviously they hinted at she's a she's a uh, a descendant of Skywalker. They were obviously hinting at that, and no, she's a descendant of Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, it's big crazy plot twist, and see, it's like the granddaughter of the Skywalkers and the granddaughter of the Palpatine and you know see there's like a it's a crazy twist because one's the evil person one's the good person so when did Palpatine so when did Palpatine reproduce yeah this is is the bad bad part because Ray's parents clearly had to be relatively young okay because they abandoned Ray which means that Palpatine probably already died by that point in time yeah Presumably. <laughs> Which means that someone had sex with Palpatine's gross zombie form. Presumably. No, but the Force. It could be the evil Force. Because, alright, and this part gets really weird. Do you think uh, Palpatine also banged Anakin's mom? Because in the in, in Exactly, this one I'm going to get to. This one I'm get to right now. Okay. Darth Vader's father is Palpatine, and I guess uh, Plagueis too, when they're weird, like... They had, we had weird sex with the Force, and they impregnated a random woman or whatever. You know how it goes. Mm. But with the Force, like not not with their not with like evil, not, phys- evil not physically, evil not physically, but with the yeah. Force, because like Anakin's mom hints at sort of like a virgin birth, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, and this gets a little weird. Star Wars gets very Alabama y in this as- aspect with uh, Ray and uh, Kylo Ren kissing at the end. 
Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we had to we had to satisfy all those, you know, fab fix. So Well, yeah, um, but 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 see, but honest, both their grandfathers or I guess great-grandfather and uh, Kylo Ren's side, they're both Palpatine. Wait, wait, okay. So They're both Palpatine's the problem. They're both have Palpatine's descent. Like, oh, because Palpatine started the Skywalkers yeah. and then also started Ray. Mm. So Ray, yeah. is, okay, yeah. yeah. So there, there's, there's some cousin dynamic over little, here. because, <laughs> because, because, right? It's because Kylo Ren is it's Princess kind of Leia's uh, son. So yeah. Well, maybe the maybe maybe it's not. <laughs> Maybe it's not incest when the force is involved. It's like it's like it, no it, it's incest like, when the force is involved. It's it's like it's like a leave room for Jesus, but leave room for the force. Yeah, force is kinky as fuck though. <laughs> but yeah, no, Palpatine's a dirty grandpa who's you know, he loves it. Oh, he's he's the gross. He's the gross. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I oh like boy. To watch. This is like Ray we, Kylo now start making out. I'm gonna watch in the background. What you're describing is like only <laughs> what you're describing is like only a slightly more twisted version of the Palpatine from the Robot Chicken Star Wars specials. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> like a slightly grosser, like more grotesque version, but pretty close. I'm your daddy, Grandpa Ray. <laughs> Give Grandpa a hug. Give him a kiss, Ray. Yours is way better than mine. Um, <laughs> oh god! My very long fingernails can reach anywhere, Ray. My fingernails can reach across the galaxy. <laughs> All the deepest, darkest places you won't even want to know, Ray. Mm. Okay, so. All, okay, so do they explain, like, all the stuff that's kind of hinted at in The Last Jedi? Like, there's that whole thing where Rey goes into, like, falls into the cave, and then she sees herself reflected, like, into infinity and, like, all that. Is that explained at all? Is there any, like... That's just, like, evil force magic predicting what's gonna happen. But the the plot of that rise that, so, like, what, Rey fears she's gonna become, like, the Sith, you know, Emperor, Empress or whatever... Okay. That doesn't obviously happen cuz right, yeah. cuz it's cuz it's Star Wars. Yeah, you can't have any sort of like character growth or dynamic change or anything. No Unless arc. you're Kylo Ren. Unless you're the bad guy. Yeah, Kylo, <laughs> Kylo Ren becomes good at the very last last like 10 20 minutes, I'm going to say. 10 Great. 15 20 minutes or so. It it's fun when he does though. Cause you're, you are definitely rooting for him way more than you are for Ray because he has more of a character Interesting. and reasoning for what he's doing. Because mm-hmm. Ray's like whole goal is kind of confusing. Her her motivation is pretty much I my family. I love my family. I gotta protect the family that I found. Like Poe and Finn and yeah, that that yeah. But even the then, she's constantly family. like abandoning them nonstop to you know protect them or whatever. You know the classic like oh you know she throws rocks at them saying I hate you get out of here I hate you. Uh, then they run away and she's like I love you you know, great. <laughs> fun sounds like a sounds like a fun time. And okay, Star Wars and cats actually have a lot of similarities. 
Well, so are you about to go into cats? I'm going to talk about cats for a little bit. And as much as oh. I can, because I tried combining both the films there, but cats is so impossible to talk about. I, I, it was very difficult. Well, so before we get into that, um, I will say I did experience a new piece of Star Wars media that I would like to talk about. Um, so this Some weekend... Of the best Star Wars media that came out in the past 10 years, it, perhaps. Literally, it is the best piece of Star Wars media that came out in, since Disney took it over. I'm not talking about The Mandalorian. I haven't watched that yet. I've, I don't care how many Baby Yoda memes I see. I'm not interested in it. No. <laughs> I went to see the Star Wars land at Disneyland. Um, that was my first time going to Disneyland in a long, long time. And this is my first time going to the Star Wars land. Um, overall impression is I like it. It's pretty good. I feel like they could have gone a little farther in some places, but pretty solid. So basically, the something I like is that because I, ever since I heard they were building a Star Wars land at Disneyland, I've kind of opposed to it on principle because it's all just of not the very other Disney esque feeling. Well, no, it's extremely Disney esque for for the modern time, like since Eisner basically, but more like California Adventure esque. Like sure. in California Adventure, all of the lands over there are based off of franchises like Cars and Pixar, and now they got the Marvel stuff and what have you. Disneyland, as sort of created by like Walt Disney, the original one, up until like now, basically, like the the all of the lands were based upon more abstract concepts. And yeah, the rides were increasingly being turned into things based off of specific franchises like Indiana Jones and Star Tours and you know all all that kind of stuff the finding nemo you know submarine all that kind of stuff so i mean they've been doing this for a long time with individual rides but at least like the overall lands were like these sort of bigger concepts like fantasy adventure the frontier americana you know these kinds of things a whole land devoted to one set of movies in disneyland still struck me as kind of gross but something i liked is that if you're really not into that idea, if you really just do not give a shit about Star Wars, it doesn't ruin your Disneyland experience because it's out on the edge of the park and it's very easy to skip. Um, it's just, it's out there and you can just walk right past it and it will not affect your experience of the rest of the park one bit. So I like that. Um, I also kind of like the transition to it because it's out on the side by Frontierland and it's actually a very nice gradual transition because you got like Frontierland, it's the west, it's like red rocks, it's all Just like question. these big cliffs. Do you see stormtroopers yeah. at the park harassing all the other locations? I am going to talk about that. I am going to talk about that. So. So you go from Frontierland, so it's like Red Rocks, and then Star Wars Land is built into this like fake cliff facade. So it's like all these like big jagged cliffs, and then like the space station is like built into it, it's like like a little below it. So the transition is nice and gradual. It's just like 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 tr like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It's like train and then like cliffs, 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 space station. So, like, it's it's a very nice kind of gradual... Like, it, it flows very well. 
when you get into the the the, uh, the Star Wars land itself, it's basically these like short little like clearings basically in the sort of little settlements with like the futuristic buildings that are all like set in like built into the stone and it's got a nice kind of aged look to it so i think i think that land's actually going to age really well because give it like maybe like 20 years like if it looks more like weathered um and like a bit like maybe like grimy that's will actually add to the effect so i liked that aspect it's got that kind of like like everything sort of like rusted and like you know like peeling a little bit there's some kind of goofy things like they they have like this sort of like fake sort of like space language and so they have like the coca-cola like you know vendors and it's got like the red and like it's got like coca-cola written in this like spacey language but it's like the coca-cola logo so like I get what they're trying to do, but they don't really pull it off. It's 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 a little too obvious, but you know they they tried. Um, but anyway, so you go in there. Um, the big thing. So yeah, there's like the one clearing where like I guess this is sort of like the 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 um, what what do they call them? They're not the Empire anymore. They're the um, the first uh, order. First order. Hey, the do you want to hear what or- Palpatine calls? So Palpatine has his new group. He wants to call. Want to know what it's called? Uh, Palpatine's playmates. No, the final order. The final order. <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, fine, whatever. So anyway, so they got the first order, like, little base, and there's, like, a little, like, like Kylo Ren ship is sort of, like, parked on a stage and whatnot. So I guess, like, he comes out or th- of that or something. Uh, we didn't really stick around for, like, any of that. You go to the next one, the Millennium Falcon is parked in, like, the big clearing in the middle. That's where the ride is. Go, and then you kind of go around, and there's, like, a little, like, bazaar where like you go through into little shops and it's got like tarps and wires and lanterns hanging over it so it's like a nice shady space and like that's pretty cool um the shops don't really have a lot there it's mostly like porg merchandise and bb8 merch and sure. little things like that they're not big shops they're like very small and there's like a couple snack bars so you know whatever um and then you go and then like and then you're in kind of this little like hilly area with like kind of like scrubby like plants and then somewhere and then that part's really empty but somewhere down there they're building another ride um so right now it's really empty but like it's kind of as you're heading out towards splash mountain so that part's kind of desolate right now but maybe when they open up the ride it'll like you know be active but right now it looks pretty empty there's like one little x-wing sitting out there sure but anyway, so the big thing that yeah, they what makes always... Stars Land Stars Land? So the big thing they they always talked about when they were promoting this thing is how um, immersive it was going to be and how interactive it was going to be. Like you're going to meet these characters and everything and whatnot. There's a little bit of that. But unfortunately, we didn't really do a lot of the interactive stuff because a lot of the interactive stuff is confined to these like um, indoor little places that you need to wait in line for or make a reservation for. So they have like the cantina. You need a reservation to go into the cantina or wait in a really long standby line. We saw that line. We were like, no way. And also we weren't hungry. But like, so I guess in there, there's stuff happening. We weren't really gonna do that. I think hear there's like some, some kind jizz of jizz music. Um, you could hear it a little bit. Hear, it was more kind of like that really great jizz music. It's not. It's not. It's it's like sort of like yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's like kind of like dance club sort of V music, but um, so you could kind of hear it from the outside. But I guess there's like a lightsaber workshop somewhere around there. Again, you needed to like wait in a line, do like 
you know, reservation or something like that. I don't know. Um, so we we were really interested in that. We were just kind of like, let's just walk through and let's do the ride. The ride was the main thing we, we cared about. Uh, 21 doesn't know, by the way, the jazz music in Star Wars is called jizz music. And this is this is not a joke. You're being serious? Yeah. I thought you were making I was worrying you wouldn't get it. I had it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Wow. Easy, I believe. Who came up with that? George Lucas, probably. Oh, God, George, why? Why? <laughs> okay. Just have to explain did... that because I know he didn't react very much. I, I, I was just like, that's not a funny joke. <laughs> no, it's, it's jizz music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, so those were like. I don't think, so... I don't think Disney's going to mention that at all for obvious reasons. I don't think that's going to come up. No. <laughs> um,. So, so a lot of the interactive stuff seems to be in these little like areas off the main path. Um, now, the one interactive part that you do see is the is some of the characters walking around. I feel like there could have been a bit more of that. Like there should sure. have been some droids rolling well, actually, around. How much characters uh, are walking around Star like Disney at all times? So I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, so Star Wars Land is actually the only place where I saw characters walking around. Okay. Um, because I think like with like Mickey and like Tinkerbell and all that, I think they kind of keep them to like specific areas of sure. the park. Um, but in Star Wars Land, there was so okay. So I we we saw we saw Ray at one point, and that was kind of funny because she she kind of sticks to one little part of Star Wars Land, and basically she kind of walks around, kind of like crouched and like sneaking around, and she's like peeking over like crates and whatnot, and kind of like. And so while we were seeing this, like uh, like a couple of people next to us were like, "Ooh!" and they walked up to her to take a selfie with her, and of course she like posed for the selfie, but she still has this like very hurried expression on her face, so it's just like, "Oh yes, yes!" So, like uh, I will take the picture with you now. I must. <laughs> you know, so it's a little, it's a little goofy. Um, and there was, we did see Chewie at one point. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we were waiting in line for the Millennium Falcon ride, and there was th- this was kind of funny. So um, it, so the line goes behind the big Millennium Falcon model they have in the back, uh, uh, and um, at some point it goes into the building. But there's a point where they you go. When they need to, when they need more space for the line, <clears throat> they open up this little um, like shed next to it, basically, and they have these just these lines painted on the floor, and they just guide you like along the line. So okay. it's not even like ropes. So this part is like totally unfinished, and it's totally exposed to the back lot of the land. Oh, fine. At... <laughs> so so it you really go... keeps the immersion there, doesn't it? <laughs> But like all they had to do was like throw up a wall and like it'd be covered. But no, it's like it's just like the parking lot basically. Like well it's like a utility lot and then like a couple of sheds and a bunch of like shipping crates. And like they have like little bits of like Star Wars like font language on them, but it's like obviously a utility lot. So it's like it completely shatters the, the illusion. But anyway, while we were back there, um Chewie popped out and like it was like it's chewy and they took selfies with him and then he walked out to like the plaza where the millennium falcon is so we got to see him that was kind of neat like and god that guy is like he's staying like eight feet tall in that okay. costume like we were like nightmare to wear too we oh god must be well fortunately it wasn't it wasn't a hot day it was pretty sure. it was pretty chilly actually so so like it was probably okay for him there they, i think they all, all have like little like 
AC or like little fans and those mm. things. Um, but um, the problem with Chewie compared to all the other mascots, right, is though, because a lot of the mascots have really large costumes, like Mickey or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can probably so they shove can, they an can, AC unit they can in put, there. Yeah, they can put props and stuff there. Chewbacca is typically you... a fursuit type thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they do it with Chewie. There mm-hmm. must be a way though. Sure. Anyway, so like we were staying like on the other side of this like utility area, basically, and like um, and like and like looking over a crowd of people, and still like we could see him clearly. Like he was standing a good like two feet over like everyone else. Um, so that was kind. Of, so that was you know kind of neat. And then the best character interaction we saw was a little bit further in the line. We get back out to where it's a we're about to go into the building because the, the line keeps going into the the building, but we're still at that part where like we're out so we're exposed to the part where the Millennium Falcon is parked. And then the stormtroopers come by, and it's two of them, and people in the line start like going like, "Oh, cool!" And they start like holding up the line so that they can like um, uh, take selfies with like the stormtroopers in the background. So the stormtroopers come over, and they're like, "Move along, civilian! Move <laughs> along!" And they start like harassing the guests and stuff. And like, and as a service worker, I would say I envy them so much. I was like, "Those guys have." the best job in the world they get to abuse the customers and everyone's okay with it i love it there was like a kid climbing up on a a wall like next to the line and they were like step down civilian (laughs) it was great (laughs) it was so great and they're like pointing their blasters i wish i could go around the park and just call people scum casually oh it's fantastic Get, move along, rebel scum. Yeah, no, it was it was great. That was great. Um, there's an and then so the line goes into like the building and it's supposed to be kind of like um a like um a spaceship like maintenance area I guess and so you hear the voices of like I guess they're droids or something like chattering with each other. It's it it's not awesome. It it gets a little annoying after a while, but like you know, it's whatever. Sure. But something that does happen is like they'll start like kind of like charging, like you know, like something. And so like there's a big like engine thing in the middle, like where you go up the ramp up to the spill, like the top of this building. And like it'll like light up, and you'll hear like um, it makes all kinds of noises and whatnot. Um, and so they'll be going like, "All right, testing the engine," and then you'll hear like a crash, and they're like, "Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off." Um, and so this is something interesting about it. Also, like when you're behind the Millennium Falcon, it shoots out little steam vents from the back. Um, and, and there you'll just hear these little sounds. You'll be like standing next to a tower and you'll hear that like me, 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 little like, you know, electronic hum. Um, and it reminded me of something, an impression I have had of Star Wars that I have not had since I was a kid. It definitely, I've not had since like the first time I saw like the first two movies, like not any of the stuff since then. Nothing in the prequels gives me the sense. None the, nothing in the new movies give, gives me the sense. But Star Wars Land gave me the sense. And it's like, it, 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 it reawoke this long forgotten impression I had of Star Wars. That, because all of these noises like happening, all these like little bursts of steam like going off, made me feel kind of uneasy. Which is a, which is a good thing. It sure. actually like helped with the immersion. 
And it made me remember this impression I have of Star Wars of it being a universe where you could just casually lose a limb to say like uh like a like a rocket firing off or like a laser blast or someone cutting your hand off or like you know like there's like soldiers walking around everywhere and like there's like you know droids will run over your feet and stuff like that. It like it it I. It, it, it kind of like basically like a space version of the industrial revolution where it's like oh yeah like a 10 year old got trampled by a horse or like oh yeah you just lose your limb to the steam turbine it happens sure. you know um and so it, it made me remember that sensation that, that impression i had of that universe and i was really impressed by that um but that's also why I'm like, I feel like they could have gone a little bit further with that. Like, I feel like there should be more droids. Like, because there are like no droids like rolling around like, where people are walking. And I think they, they could they could throw a little more in there. There could be maybe a few more just like aliens walking around. Um, like, not main characters, but just aliens. Like, sure. just 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 rando aliens walking around maybe a couple bounty hunters i don't know you know like they, they could i feel like they could go just a little bit further with it um the ride's okay it's like a motion simulator ride it's a little complicated but it's kind of cool how they do the preamble because there's three different roles and each cockpit only sits six people so you have two pilots two gunners two engineers and the premise is you're trying to steal this cargo so the pilots have to steer the ship the gunners have to hit the button to blast all the enemies and then the engineers have to hit the button when it's a line next behind the cargo so to pull out the crank and and get it um i got to be a gunner that's the that's the funnest one to do um and it's just motion simulator and then they have like you know the the video screen it's like it's fun it's pretty good it's pretty good for a motion simulator um it moves very well um i didn't find it too jarring sure i was i i, I wasn't like <sighs> totally convinced by the little video they're playing yeah they never like, are particularly great they're not those. they're never yeah they're, <laughs> the movement's always the most interesting part of that ride and they always try to really get you enraptured in what you're looking at but it's never particularly interesting yeah like honestly i feel like it's more convincing if you don't watch it mm. and if you're like engineer or gunner you can actually do that because it's just like a button that flashes when it's time to like shoot um and then you hear like the audio of like it's like gunners shoot the missiles and then the big missile button starts blinking um what happens so if you don't shoot the button I think you, um, I think you make it back, but you don't get the cargo back or something. Maybe okay. you, I don't know. We got, we got one of the pieces of cargo back. Um, so I think you could get two, but we only got one. Um, but, um, but, but the, but the motions were were pretty good, and it did actually make you feel like you were like sliding like this way and like rushing this way and whatnot. So the motions were very convincing. Video, there's only so much you can do with it, but um, but yeah, no, it was um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So over, yeah, like I said, overall impression, very well done, surprisingly immersive. You can easily lose yourself into it. I just feel like they could they could push it just a little bit further with yeah. some of the immersive elements. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was very long, but. Tell me about cats. I'll tell you as much as I can about cats. <laughs> it's possible for me to explain what cats was about. Because I don't really know what cats was about. They did their best job. 
It's trying... about cats. What more do you By need to By their best job, I mean probably one of the worst jobs you possibly could do to interpret already <laughs> a, probably a very weird musical. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The main character, the main cat woman person thing, a furry, I don't know how to even describe them. Uh, Victoria is pretty much literally just Ray. I think, actually. It was super weird. We watched Cats literally right after Star Wars. <laughs> and this is really important. I want to explain the movie-going experience. Because uh, Cats is in the smallest... Like, it's a relatively small theater, right? But Cats was shelved into the smallest section of the theater. It was basically just, like, six rows of four chairs. Well, you mean you mean you mean a conservative Iowa town isn't wild about a musical? Well, let me film? let me tell you what who who also was there besides me and my little sister who was joining along with me. Okay. Uh, it was about four other groups of very old people, like maybe sixty to seventy, <laughs> um, which is quite terrifying because that means we had to be very quiet. Oh yeah, we couldn't talk. Can't, yeah. You... You can't laugh at the movie. <laughs> which, that that always ruins which it. Which we were merely kind of annoying because we were really hoping the theater would have been empty and dead. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, what to say about Cats? Uh, it's a fever dream, for sure. They're constantly hopping from one song to another using some new type of cat who has this really unnecessary long backstory about why they are a cat. Oh. You know, uh... <laughs> do, wait, do they do you get a choice to be a cat, or... No, they're cat. No, okay. This is important, John. They're all just cats. Okay. They're just cats. You can just pretend that these humans walking around are all actually just cats. Okay. Because they're all very tiny. The, all the scenery in this movie is really large, and the cats are dwarfed by everything else. So Trash Can is this huge, like, tall building. Okay, it's so really confusing anthrop- because they, the film, who, the CGI people, whoever, could not get the sizes of the characters correct. There's pretty much no visible, like measurements you can give these characters because all the objects are constantly changing in size. To the point where it's like sometimes they're drinking from a glass, but it's it's like the glass they can hold the glass in their hand. But then it cuts to like you know a trash can. This giant dwarf trash can that dwarfs them entirely. And then they go, they sit on the chair, and the chair is like relatively sized towards them. And then they go to a statue, and the statue is this huge, massive thing. Mm. I have no idea how tall these, how how small these cats are. The plot. Okay. <laughs> they try something. The plot of cats. Every blank number of time years i don't know how long it is it's just whenever it happens there's this ball called the judical something the judical ball i think it was all right uh where a bunch of cats sing and compete to become to get to the top of this hotel where they'll then be reborn as a cat of their choosing okay so all we see a bunch. Also, throughout this film, we're just, seeing, we're just seeing a bunch of cats singing a song about themselves to try and like compete or whatever. He's just sort of like grand matriarchy, sort of like mother cat figure, who's basically watching all of the proceedings and gets to decide who gets to be reborn as a new cat. Okay. Uh, there's this evil villain guy, uh, who wants to be con- who wants to be reborn as evil cat or something. Uh, and he's bad. Uh, 
because he's bad. You know how it is. Of course. Uh, <laughs> this is so hard to explain because I, I don't think I actually understand it either. And it's like a musical, right? So like musicals typically don't have the most like complex plots because, yeah. Well, the crucial plot points need to be explained in song. Yeah, pretty much. This movie doesn't have a, a plot, like a song to explain its plot. Cause it, the, all the songs are just explaining the cats you're seeing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Nothing what, not about what the cats are doing or what they want to do, just what the cat is. Like, what is a cat? I was thinking about this in regards to Nightmare Before Christmas, because Nightmare Before Christmas was the... Okay, so like when I was a kid, it was really common. Like If you had a kid's movie, songs got shoved in there, and yeah. I hated it as a kid. So it, just, it, it bred this hatred of musicals in me as a kid. And I realized as a... Gr- but Nightmare Before Christmas was always the exception to it. And I mean, as a kid, it was because like I thought the songs were really like funny and like clever and everything and stuff, with one exception. That's like Sally's Lament. Sally's Lament's the one song in Nightmare Before Christmas I don't care for, and I always skip and i realized as a grown-up is because all the songs in Nightmare for christmas except for sally's lament um actually further the plot mm. of the movie like they actually all play a key role in like technically uh, all the songs and cats also further the plot in the sense that the plot moves every single time they sing a song okay and by that plot moves i mean they focus on a different cat so they're like establishing characters yeah the problem is though they the whole film's establishing characters Right? Oh, that's that's, that's the great. whole film. The whole film is just look at this new character. Now look at this other new character. Now look, 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 this is a new character. These two cats are like burglars. And now this cat is a train conductor. Whoa, now this cat is is uh, Taylor Swift. And we have to sing a song for each one of them to explain who they are. Yes. Okay. I think like that's how... I think like two thirds of this of the movie is just the cat saying their name. It's very confusing about the whole being reborn thing. Uh, the end film it shows like so there's this like really sad lonely cat who doesn't who no one likes and she's able to impress everyone with her singing abilities and Victoria the main cat character wait why doesn't anyone why doesn't anyone like her Uh, because she's hanging out with the evil bad guy cat whose motivations is non-existent so everyone hates her because she's hanging she's in with the wrong crowd. Here's the funny part though is that they just the characters just say that, but you never actually see them together in any scene. Oh, okay. So I don't even know. I might just be like a rumor all their other cats are spreading. Okay. They don't explain it. But anyway, she wins and gets to be reborn, I think, as a happy cat or something. I don't know. There's right. a scene where she sort of she's on this big balloon, she sort of flies into heaven i guess <laughs> maybe i don't know uh after after a good you know hour this film felt like 10 minutes by the way i want to say because it's just so oh. much things happening okay yeah it felt if it just, things just kept happening and happening we were just sort of looking in terror from the screen kind of looking at each other saying like this is happening what are we watching? Why do we do this to ourselves? Because we're not really we're not going to be talking because there's too many old people around us, right? And I wouldn't really get shushed at because I think watching cats getting shushed at would be a death sentence. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, did so? Did you have an impression of what the old people thought of the movie? No, they were dead silent the entire film. Fun. Very fun. It was a good viewing experience. Mm. We get we got to hear uh, hear the film perfectly. Um, what was the? Uh, I didn't ask this, but what was the 
audience reception to Star Wars. Also very quiet. Okay. Well, you're in Iowa, so people are just quiet. There. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was weird, too, because I felt like uh, Moses and I were the only people who were whispering to each other during the film. Mm. We both visually reacted and groaned when uh, Kylo kissed Rey. Uh, were you the only ones? Yeah. Because oh. I... Yeah, because I... <laughs> Because the moment they kissed, I immediately remembered that they're both technically related. <laughs> That's a good thing to remember in that moment. So it's like, oh my god, wait, no, are they really doing this? I'm like, oh, gross, no. ill, gross, gross, No, this gross, is sinful, Ill. stop. This is gross, bad. Bad J.J. Abrams. That's gross. Oh. Anyway, Cats was only slightly more horny than Star Wars was. Okay. Is my uh, end statement. Cool. Oh yeah, so the end of the cats is weird scene where the like the grand matriarchy cat woman old lady person starts to speak to the audience and explains what a cat is. Mm-hmm. So the final ten minutes is her talking directly to you. Which is very scary, I think, after the previous hour twenty minutes, that they'd start to direct <laughs> their attention towards you, the audience. Ew. They start talking towards you, which is Ew. very scary because you you know, these cats are very scary looking. The, the yeah, one of the cats turns to you and its eyes roll in the back of its uh, head and you see the white only the white of its eyes the and it and starts best going, I see yeah. you. <laughs> What's the best part of the film is when the cats came out of the screen and started eating off all the popcorn on the floor. Yeah, that that's fun. It's very fun. And they said join us and multiple of the old people then became cats and entered the screen. And they mm. probably went to the cat They were room. reborn as cats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. Well, we're at about we're at about the fifty minute mark. So maybe far. we should talk about so the film. perhaps we should move from one movie about furry animals to a different movie about furry animals. Uh, shall we talk about Golden Winter? This sounds great. Let's talk about Golden Winter. I think I need a breather after re. I just sort of reliving the the experience of Cats, the musical. The <laughs> so yeah, this film begins with a bunch of boring suburbs, just like. The previous Christmas film we watched, uh, yeah, a bunch of stock footage of like, yeah, like like aerial shots of just suburbs, mm. and it's obvious that this this film was uh, uh, filmed in uh, like the valley here in L.A. But because there's like palm trees and like I think like there's an animal shelter called like the East Valley Animal Shelter. But in that stock footage, you see like pine trees. Like it's supposed to be like Washington or Colorado or something. But this is clearly California. Uh, we see a family going like um, we see a family leaving the house. There, there's a shit ton of stuff packed into their car. We see moving boxes all over the house, so it's implied that they're moving away. Uh, all the there's like five golden retriever puppies who are all having fun or whatever, and this is his mother puppy. who's watching them very sadly from the window. Uh, the personalities of these puppies are not very distinct. Very not distinct. There's the leader one. They're who, trying I think to it's do distinct... Rory or something like that, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, R- Rory, Rory. Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. It starts with an R. Hmm. And it's two syllables, but so it's not Roy, Rory. I think Rory, yeah. Yeah, uh, 
I watched this movie this morning. I already forgot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The problem is these these. The, the only one I remember is Tinkle because Tinkle always tinkles. Yes. Yeah. And this winds up being a, a key plot point mm, later in the movie. Not really. Not really though. Uh. <laughs> it's not really a key plot point at all. There's a sleepy one. Uh, there's one that likes to eat Wait, a lot. Wait, there's a sleepy one. Yeah, this one that was asleep. It's like you know, droopy, sleepy. You know. Wow, that's that's not a character trait that 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 stuck with me. Well, to be fair, I think the, like does it, there's like maybe two throwaway lines where it's like I'm tired. It's the same dog, so it's like oh, that one's the sleepy one. That's the sleepy one. There's like one that wants to eat a lot, and then there's Meowth. Meowth the cat, and it's just a puppy doing Meowth's voice. <laughs> It's literally just me. It's like, yeah, I'm a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys. <laughs> it's the most distracting what? voice they possibly Wait, It's so distracting because, like, the other ones, you, you either have to go, like, all of them have to go kind of in that direction or none of them yeah. have to go in that direction if you're doing, like, animal voices. And, yeah, he's, he's the real outlier. Like, the other ones just have... Okay, except for Tinkle. Tinkle has a really like whiny baby voice. Like uh, Tinkle reminds me of the that. The dog. Um, uh, Tinkle reminds me of that um, baby duck from the old Ducktales, not the new one, but the one back in the in the nineties. And then the new Ducktales, they like updated it to where she's like she's like an older character who's like a badass. She's got the grappling hook. But in the old one where she's like, I'm tired. Oh no. She's got like, yeah, she's got baby voice. I I actually, weird enough, I've seen quite a few of these puppy films. Consistently, the cast crew is four puppies and then one girl puppies. Personality typically tends to just be girl. But this time they decided to change it up by saying, oh no, instead, instead of just being a girl, she also pisses a lot. Right. Which is great. <laughs> Which is good job. That's very inclusive. Because dogs pee on the floor. Uh. uh um. Yeah, so they're all playing around. The mom dog is sort of looking out the window and then at the at the two adults who are Yeah, Rory the leader dog comes on and she's like, Well, yep, they abandoned us. We're uh we're we're No now. mom Mom tells yeah. tells Rory that they were abandoned. She knew okay. that they had fam- they had money problems, and they left. Okay, so here's a big problem I have with this movie right off the get go. The entire plot. The entire film, I was pretty certain. Oh, the family's gonna come back. No, the entire plot. Really? Because is... I think that's my big problem. With the film. The the entire plot is premised off of this couple who have the golden retriever and the five puppies. Mm. Have had have their their house has been foreclosed. My ad by these are pedigree puppies. Okay, so they have had their house foreclosed upon. I'm guessing this movie was done around the time of the recession because they keep refer- referencing back to this that like oh yeah there's lots of homes being foreclosed on. So fine, okay, I I follow that so far, but this couple. Could it be bothered to call an animal shelter to come pick up their dogs before they abandon the house? Mm. They abandon the house with six dogs still inside. Is this a thing that happens? Also, a shit ton of like very expensive looking items. Yeah, they left like their TV and their couches and stuff. It's like, what, do they have to abandon the house in 10 minutes? Like, well, no, like, apparently not. 
because as we find out a little bit later, a man from the bank arrives to kick the family out, only to realize the family uh, has already left. left. And he says, um, it's been six months right, since we gave you the foreclosure papers. It's time to leave. Yeah. It's been six it's- months and they couldn't decide to do shit. It's been six months. Apparently, they only packed in the last like two days. Yeah. They, and so they didn't bother packing their TV or their couch, and they couldn't figure out what to do with their pets. So they just abandoned it's their probably, pets. Yeah, it's in probably the, house. the worst people in the entire film is these two characters who you never see again. And you find out, you mentioned the pedigree thing. You find out later in the movie that these golden retrievers have like papers, they have pedigree. They're worth at least, a lot yeah, of each money. Each puppy's worth apparently at least six hundred dollars is the starting figure. Like five to six hundred dollars is like what like another character says each puppy is worth. These people who are having money troubles never consider like it's fucked, hey, right? It's so fucked because it's not even a greed thing. It's not like oh, it's a, uh, who cares about these puppies? Just sell them. We need the money. No, if there's like it, man, fuck these puppies. We're gonna abandon them in this house to we're, die. We're we're gonna <laughs> abandon them. And I think he has a throwaway line as he gets into the car of like, don't worry about them. The pound will take care of them. It's like, why did you just call? Why did you think of yeah. calling the pound and saying like, hey, could you take these dogs? No, you don't have to pay us or anything. We just we just can't take care of them anymore. Like, what? it's incredibly weird because it's not even like a feeling of guilt, right? Where it's like, no, I can't get rid of these puppies. I love them too much, right? If no, it's right. like we don't even care about them. Even not like, enough I, to sell them. I would understand or if give they them were away like we, for free. We don't want. I would understand if they were like, we don't want to separate the family, but it's like, well, they're going to get separated if you leave them abandoned in the house for someone else to come. Each one's going to slowly die, and everyone's going to eat the rotted corpse. It's going to be horrible people. And this is the the event that the entire plot of the movie is predicated on, is this shitty couple of abandoning these dogs I thought for this film for they'll no apparent they'll reason come back with some sort of magical money source and the old day will be saved because these people are like oh don't worry we have we found a pot of gold under a rainbow or whatever it's fine the bank's not actually going to foreclose on your house yeah. it was all a mistake something. I, don't know. I, I wasn't really anticipating that but I was just kind of blown away that it's just like did, did this couple never really go like well hey if we have to abandon the the dogs like if we, if we can't keep the dogs let's give them to an animal shelter or maybe let's find someone let's put an ad out there that that's like hey like we, we need someone to take the dogs but you need to take all of them yeah something i don't know like christ Anything. And, th- and again this is what the entire movie is based is 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 built on is is the idiotic actions of this couple Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, the guy from the bank uh, calls some uh, animal pound pretty much to deal with the situation as he leaves. Um, so the mama dogs are like, okay, fine. This is this, this will work out. Uh, she starts barking to try and get someone's attention while the kids are going around, running around, playing around the house. They're playing, I think, puppy tags, what they call it. Really yeah. original, great th- name, awesome. I think they call it dog tag. Who gives a which shit? Double meaning, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, they're running around. Uh, they eventually are chasing each other in this sort of small kind of closet area, like a kind of like a mud room or something like that. 
I think they call it the garage. Yeah. Uh, the leader, Rory, accidentally knocks some boxes under the door and causes to shut and block the door. So they're trapped uh. inside the garage. Uh, the pound people come arrive and they take the mama dog away and they don't end up realizing they're trapped inside. The puppets are trapped don't, inside they, the garage, so they don't notice the guy, them. Yeah. The, the guys of the pound don't know that so there's the puppies. The mom is separated from the other puppies. Uh, it's kind of weird because the puppies could have just barked. Right. <laughs> they could have like done a, multiple things to try and get the uh, animal shelter people's the, attention. Th- they could have scratched the door. They could have whined. They could have done anything. Anything at all. But no, they just sort of say, nice job, Roar, you piece of shit. Fuck you. <laughs> they, I mean, obviously they don't curse. It's, it is a kid's movie. but <laughs> Hey, man, this, this film gets dark in certain parts. <laughs> In certain places, it just gets stupid in, in certain places. <laughs> so, they're all isolated. They're scolding Rory, like, man, you're supposed to be the leader. Fuck you. And he's only the leader because he was born 18 seconds after the rest of them. Sure. Great, great, great one. Very cool, mom. Yeah. No, this is smart on the mom's part. Uh, they try to dial 911, but the phone line has presumably been cut. Yeah. Wait, don't they? Isn't that after they get out of the garage? Oh, they get out of the garage somehow. They just end up out of it. No, I they? no, no, no. I remember how they get out of the garage. It's the one moment in this movie that brought back memories of um, Bone. No, uh, fuck. What was what was the what was the one we watched last Alone year? What was the Christmas? dog movie? Uh, Alone for Christmas. Yes. Bone Alone is a way uh, better name. Though. Bone Alone was <laughs> Bone Alone was the title they did not go with apparently. Um, but. Um, uh, so he he gets like a uh they they need to they need to um it's one of those door handles where like they that it's not like a, a round knob it's like one of the like flat ones that like sticks out of the wall that you turn um so they 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 he gets a mop and he's holding the the end of it and like pointing the handle up and like to like catch the the knob and like pull it down. And and so you just have a shot, uh, like from the perspective of like the bottom of the the handle looking up, and it's just like it's just a- aiming its way to the door handle, and we're supposed to believe that one puppy can yeah. pick well, up this Yeah, well, a lot of problems are solved thing. in this film by puppies just sort of pulling on an object. See, that's the only one that seemed uh, implausible mm. to me. The other ones in this, I was just kind of like. Eh, okay, yeah, like sure. yeah, because like a lot of them are kind of like the puppies are working together and they're like tugging on like a, a piece of string or a rope or something, or they're like colliding or something and knocking it over, like whatever. It's like yeah, fine, that's plausible. Um, that was the one. That was the only one where it, it brought back alone for Christmas vibes of like no, no, I'm sorry, this isn't. How is the dog doing that? That's not. This is not believable. Well, At least there's is, no well, fake. Now, to be fair, the main character alone for Christmas does have a, a stand. This is true. <laughs> he does this have well, unique abilities. Is, we, we established this in the yes that that yeah that like that dog has has powerful abilities. Um, Thankfully, there's no fake paws in this movie. Mm. There's no like thing where it's like you see you see a fake paw. No, instead they just have horrific, something. horrifying mouths that uh, radiate Holy satanic sh- energy. Shit! 
I I prefer the effects in a talking cat yeah. to this movie. Like just that little thing where like it's just like a little like black shape mm. that's like moving up and down talking cat. I prefer that a hundred times over what they did in this movie. Yeah, this, in this film movie, can't it's... decide if they want the dogs to look cute or scary. It, it, in in this one, it's it's they're basically doing the same thing. It's like a little piece of CGI where it's like mouth is moving, but they put teeth and gums. Yeah, it's in like there. overly detailed. It looks horrifying. They don't need to it do that much. You guys don't need to detail the the mouth that much. It looks so scary. Don't put a mouth on it at all. Yeah, don't put a mouth on it at all. Or Homeward Bound, beloved set of movies. Okay. They don't move yeah, their just, mouths they, they, in Homeward Bound. They're dogs. They speak telepathically or in barks. Those are yeah, like, you don't need to do mouths. You don't need to do mouths. You just you just dub a voice over a dog moving. It's confusing why people have, need to do that, though, right? Because, like, it's definitely cheaper doing that. It's definitely cheaper doing that because it's less rook. It's like you already have the footage of the of the animals. Just dub over them. They did it for Homeward Bound, and that's like an actual Hollywood studio movie. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> so they, they're trying to down on one. The phone line's always been cut because the house has been foreclosed for six months. Uh, suddenly a gang of boys break into the house. They have this sort of like they're like they're part of some sort of weird hazing ritual they're doing. This is like this, so they do. <laughs> yeah, these I think they four call themselves kids. the Ghost Gang or something. Huh? Four kids. I think they call themselves the Ghost Gang, and they're like we're the okay, baddest yeah, yeah. gang around. Their rule, their rules for their gang is have be cool and don't be uncool. And these are very like clean cut white kids, basically, yeah, yeah. with the exception of one kid who's like black. But like he's these fine are too. Not, though. These are not. These are not. They're not gang material. Is no, they're what yeah, I'm they're saying. clearly a bunch of thirteen-year-old boys who live in the suburbs of L.A. Yeah, the far suburbs of L.A. I mm. should say, yeah, not, like the the nicer suburbs of L.A. Well, you say nice suburbs, but uh, the location they live in is worrying for one major reason. We'll get to that though. Yeah, so the well, they're, just... they're, they're in the Go middle ahead. of hazing this new kid who's this sort of okay, nerdy wait, oh, kid with sorry, sorry. a haircut. <laughs> The the hazing thing I have to I have to mention. Okay, so so they sneak into the house and they're like, I think it's abandoned and like, oh damn, they left like the couches and the TV and stuff. And then and one that comes by and is just like, hey, checks out. Someone put this on the door and it's the foreclosure foreclosure notice. And they're like, oh sick, like this means like no one's coming around here, ha <laughs> ha. And they high five and stuff. So they weren't entirely aware? sure yeah, aware <laughs> but then but then they also have the kid there to do the hazing as uh-huh. if they knew that yeah. <laughs> and he's already I guess blindfolded it, i guess the original plan was just breaking into someone's house normally maybe right right normally and then it's just like eh, if someone's in there we'll just do the yeah. hazing somewhere else this kid the bull haircut kid who's being hazed is clearly very lonely and sad and wants to join the cool kids club uh, why why he's He's clearly not happy about it. Well, that's because he has no family, John. Well, baby, he does have a family. He's he just, has he's no just a family. Whi- he, he's a whiny little. He has brat, no family. He, he it actually, it's funny. It is sort of implied initially that's like, oh yeah, like he's in a really like tough situation, and then you find out, and it's just like, no, this kid's just a this kid's just annoying. Yeah, so he joins the group. And they all began to pretty much and, trash the house. 
They they like they haze him with like a wedgie and stuff, and he's like, it's so I mean, again, interesting, yeah, pretty 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 like weak. Um, but like it's also like he's clearly not happy about it he's clearly uncomfortable around these kids Mm. and it's like why are you choosing to spend time with them like do what any normal kid in this situation does it's a metaphor for cigarettes (laughs) think about it i was gonna say uh, oh anyway so they set up the the xbox in the house yeah they're all epic gamers this this family has this couple apparently had an xbox i guess or maybe they brought the xbox i don't know I don't know but how to say. They also have four controllers, which is, you know, weird. But, I mean, this house is huge. I want to say this house is, is very large for a, purely a wife and a husband and, uh, like, six dogs. Yeah. This house is way too large for that. All of the houses in this movie are absurdly huge, including bull hair, uh, bull cut hair kids' families' Who house. Who has a name, he's the, he's, cares? He's, He's he's the child. Oh right, yeah, his name I is forgot. Oliver. Right, right, right. Or oh, Oliver. Olive. And they call him Olive to to pick on him, which, which I which I kind of like actually. Is that an insult, Olive? I don't know. Eh, yeah, fine enough. It's like it, it makes it sound more feminine, and I mean, you know, that that's believable enough. That's like the one thing that like the the gang does that I'm like, eh, okay, you know, that's that's believable. Um, yeah, while they're all but, playing view games. One of my favorite things is when they, they plug in the Xbox, you see the one kid just, like, mashing the cord randomly into <laughs> the back of the Xbox to connect, to try to connect it to the TV. Um, and then they start... I, it's one of my favorite things to watch actors play video games Oh, it's my favorite when they actually show the video game they're playing, and it's, like, some weird fucked up... So... Weed, so shovelware bullshit. So the... So the four kids who who are already in the gang, they're like kind of like jostling on the couch, and they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and like the one main kid who's the leader of the gang, like punctuates every other sentence with, pew 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 pew. But so they're so they're 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 doing commentary on the video game they're playing, and you see one of the kids goes, oh man, I didn't see you behind that jeep, and then the other one goes, did you see that? That splatter, uh. and then it cuts so the on, game. So I, by, by this, I assumed it's like, oh, it's a multiplayer shooter game. Yeah, like Halo. But then or it whatever. cuts to the and yeah. it's a two D fighter that for some reason is they. Okay. <laughs> so it's a two D fighter. It looks like it looks like Street screen. Fighter. It's a split screen, but it's also a two D fighter. Splits. So it's, a, it's a that's sp- absurd. Why it's a split need- screen 2D fighter, <laughs> so there's four players playing at the same time, two on the top, two in the bottom. I'm pretty sure this game does not exist. <laughs> the worst game design, because it's pretty much the exact same screen shown twice, because it's a 2D fighter. Why don't they? Yeah, why, why isn't it Smash Bros, where you actually have four characters on the screen at the same time? Mm. They saw. <laughs> Smash Bros was around by this point, right? Well, of course. It's been around since, like, what? What's about so like what? Came out- How old is this movie? This movie is like 2011, I think. Oh shit! Then yeah, Smash Bros. Well, Smash Bros. Is like 64 came out what in like 98 or whatever. Yeah, so, so I mean, know. yeah, this came out 2012. Okay. 2012. Okay, <laughs> Smash Bros. has been around. We know Brawl has been around know. for like four years at that point, I think. Yeah. But these kids are too cool for Smash Bros. Yeah, they like playing some weird. That's by the their that's game. Baby they, shit. The the fight of the game looks the most edgiest shit ever. By the way, I kind of want to play it just for that fact. 
Oh yeah, it's like he's total edge lord. He's like like one character is a whip and the other is a gun or something like that. They're all like it looks like you know uh, a really edgy Batman. Game. What is this fake ass video game that they put <laughs> in this movie? I want to know. Most, I mean, usually, like, I mean, some I get work the is put into it. Interesting, because character, they, I get, character design in that that fighting game. Yeah, like There's I guess the some asylum small is cheap. Thought put into it. I get that the asylum is cheap, and like they don't want to get the rights for a video game. But like, my God, like, what is this? Like, what? Like, they they could have gotten like the uh, rights to like a really obscure like fighting game that like you know no one knew about. Um, I don't think they did though. Mm. I watched the credits. I don't. I didn't see anything about a, like any any video game mentioned in there. So yeah, they probably made it. It's probably just some like quick animation they threw together. I imagine. That is that, wild. Here's, went, here, now here's the real idea. They though. went to all that no, trouble to, to create a game that does not look real. Hey, so the intern guy. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, can you uh just uh we need a video game to be playing. Can you make something? Oh yeah, I'll make something. And then he. He decides to make some proof of concept for his own personal fighting game he wants yes. to Yeah. And that's what that is, for sure. Yeah. Whoever made him, that is that is his dream fighting game. He, he shoves uh, it in there. My, my brother in Seattle's making a video game. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll just we'll just we'll just get some of the concept art, we'll th- the animation, we'll just put it on the screen, okay? I think that's the only reason cuz it is weirdly impressive. In a very sort of like clunky, janky sort of way. I think of all the rook that went into like like that's probably the most amount of rook that's gone into something in a silent film that's only on screen for like two seconds. Yeah. They do show it twice. Um so like I guess like like four to five seconds in total. But like that's the that's easily the most amount of rook that's gone into something like that in an asylum film. Um, for again, in the in the service of something that uh, in the end does not look like a real video game because no. of the split screen function. <laughs> this is this is important. A fire, a two D fire of a split screen function is the funniest thing ever, though, because it's complete <laughs> misunderstanding of how that works at, in its entirely. Like you yeah, already you like, only need the one screen, guys. It's two D. You it's only like need the one. Box. Sc- you only need the one screen, and you put like you either have two play at once, and then the other two take another turn. You do it tournament style, or you do all four players on the screen at the same time, a la Smash Bros. Yeah. <laughs> I like that weird. we're doing like s- serious analysis on this. Oh yeah, man. It's... This is this is <laughs> this is the most important thing in this movie to me. Yeah. So all of us sort of sitting alone and sad in one of the rooms. Uh, by himself, he's not engaging with all the other kids playing the 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 uh, <laughs> deeply interesting fighting game. I guess he's on guard duty or something. I guess, but he's just sort of staring at the floor on the couch. So I don't know. He's just not cool enough Cage. to hang out with all the cool kids and his cool kid. Club. Notice, notice that the the bad kids play video games. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I think there's there's good there's kids, some uh, there's some kids, there's some ideology the going on, on their here. couch alone and sad. Good kids stay alone. Good kids don't play video games. Yeah. no, there's ID. There's some ideology going on here. Uh, one of the puppies, the leader, I think, reveals themselves to the sad, lonely kid because uh, they've been watching this entire time. Oh. There's there's another there's a there's a, a funny shot in this movie I was just thinking of the um so so the puppies are watching the these kids in in there and they're like oh man these guys are trouble well that one kid Oliver he seems okay but 
while they're like watching there's a there's a quick shot of them like all five of them like standing in like a corner just kind of like looking like like watching them and then you see a foot walk in front of them and like stand in front of them for a second and then walk away and they're in plain sight so there's so there's just like a bit of footage of like a character like about to interact with the puppies and then stepping off screen and they i guess forgot yeah they forgot don't worry about it not to include not to include it uh so yeah the kid starts playing with all the little puppies and then he's getting a little bit loud so uh one of our kids um i guess we just have names these kids by the way <laughs> so we can try to better explain these are but it doesn't matter like there's one kid who's sort of nicer than the other two this is the black kid yeah uh, yeah. Do these characters actually have names at all? Uh, they yeah, they're they're thrown out at the beginning. I think one of them's called like Scooter. I think that's the the like shaggy haired kid. Sure. I think, and um, I forgot the black kid's name, but he's like the smart one. He's like he's like the smart kid. He knows facts. Yeah, yeah. And then there's dumb you know, he, idiot he, he, asshole he, he, leader guy. And then yeah, the dumb the dumb idiot leader guy who's dumber than you can probably assume speaking of which and then there's another kid who does nothing jumper one of the dogs i don't know which uh-huh. one is played by kim little i don't know if you noticed that okay yeah i did not yeah i don't know <laughs> they're very indistinct voices mm. uh so yeah they all find out that there's puppies in the in, in the store <laughs> they walk out the door puppies in the store walk out the door um <laughs> but no they don't walk out the door they they take the puppies yeah the like the asshole leader kid is like their plan is to like sell them on the internet mm-hmm. i think he says craigslist by name yeah I think he says like we'll put up an ad on craigslist kids, so i'm not sure what their like their real plan is there how they're gonna sell these puppies since they're a bunch of kids yeah, does that would that come up as suspicious? Very much so. Eh, it's Craigslist. You know, half of it scams anyway. Yeah. If someone wants a puppy bad enough, it's just like, yeah, okay. They explain this guy's like dumb idiot nature. There's like, well, each puppy's worth at least five hundred six hundred dollars. That's like a thousand dollars. Says the evil asshole, dumb idiot, stupid dumb idiot, dumb kid. And then yeah, and then smart kids like it's actually three thousand dollars. So he's he's a smart ass. Mm. So. He's not that likable, unfortunately. But <laughs> he tries his best. He tries his best. Um, yeah. So and so the puppies the, are yeah, like they're all well known now. Yeah, they're all they're all out. We then cut and... to the next day. I presumably they all just were slept in the house. I guess. Uh, these and for some reason none of their parents are like. What are you doing? Well, all of like, they, all of always able to get away with the. Ex- they're always able to get away with the excuse of I'm just staying at a friend's place. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver, you don't have friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so the- Oliver, you're a sad you're a sad loser. Yeah, the what next day Oliver gets about? a call from his dad who suddenly wants to play soccer with him out of nowhere. Yeah. And I almost and felt like, oh, okay, I'll I be right over. This was like some weird phishing scam or something where it's like, Oliver, my son. Would you like to play soccer with me behind like the he, alley? 
Wow, I like, I like really, your Dad? Yes, play, let's play soccer. <laughs> I like how your scam voice is basically Christopher Walken. <laughs> really? I'm trying to go for weird robot. Wow. Well, I would like to play the kickball with you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, yeah, Oliver is so goddamn excited. It's like he's really starved for his dad's attention. Like, really, really Hello, starved. Hello, it's me and your dad, Ni- a Nigerian <laughs> prince. Sh- show me your mother's credit card. It's also mine's because we are related. Well, that really, dad, actually- I didn't know you were rich, too. No, actually, it'd be funny if, if actually the um, that would be a funny scam. Actually, like try to get kids, like convince them that it's their parents calling them or like texting them and be like, "Hey, I need like your mom's credit card. She left it on like the like no, she left it somewhere. Bad. Could you could you get it to me and like send me the number? I just need to buy something and I just need the Hi, number. Hi, it's me, your dad. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hello. Me, it is your fault. <laughs> okay. Uh, there might be some flaws with this with this scam, but it's it's no dumber than the scams I actually get, yeah. where it's like you know, like I get a voicemail where it's like fifteen seconds oh, of like someone my just speaking one, Chinese. My favorite one is me. just like your payment is due. <laughs> it's due. Pay. You give us money. Your your blank. Your your money. We need money. It's due. It's due. It's due. Oh, the IRS. Uh, uh, the IRS is, needs uh, your money. It's you. due. The IRS needs your money. This is how the tax rocks. <laughs> your well, car what, payment always... is due. Oh no, I don't own a car. What am I gonna do? Oh, oh my insurance pay. Wait, I don't have insurance. <laughs> That, that's how you Wait really minute, know they're not doing their homework. <laughs> My favorites are where it's like it's just fif- it's like fifteen seconds of someone just speaking Chinese in your voicemail yeah. box, and it's just like, oh, this is obviously legit. Yeah, <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, so yeah, then we cue a stupid bike montage as he rides back to his house. So many bicycle this is a montages bike in this montage. movie. Some with they all—they all suck. They're all bad. It's just him slowly biking, and they all go on for like thirty seconds. It's like, what do you need to know? He biked to his his, his like across the suburb. What what more do you need to know? Establishing, establishing, mm. establishing. He's biking past this house. Now he's biking past this house. Now he's biking past this house. Now he arrives at his destination. Yeah, Oliver rides back to his house only to find that the, his dad has an important meeting with the he, bank. He got a he got a call from the bank. And the president. mom is like, no. "Here's your daily reminder that you were a mistake." By the way, love actually, you, sweetie. Be, You're a mistake. It'd be, See ya. It'd be, great if, it'd be great if she actually said that. It would be it would be at least like a little bit of like hard honesty thrown into this. Instead it's instead it's just Love you. It's Goodbye. just You're a mistake. It, it's just that the parents um They're just so busy have, with their work. It's 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 just that they they maintain a, a expensive lifestyle and so they both need to rock constantly uh, in order to maintain that expensive lifestyle, like. it really feels like they're constantly working. And like, I get that like this is a thing that exists. Like, yes, some people do this. What's or funny like is that this. it's not even though they're working, but they don't seem to give a shit about Oliver. They really don't <laughs> give a shit about Oliver. They really would rather him just not be in the picture. I I do get that impression. I do get the impression that they were not prepared to have a kid. So, yeah, he heads over to the dad, who's turned out to be the foreclosure bank guy from earlier, who came to the house. Mm. Same dude. 
the dad is busy with work, so he's no longer to play of soccer. But it should be it should be stated, he hates that part of the job. Yeah. So he's a sympathetic character. Mm, not really. Actually, wait. If this is actually, I never thought about this. If the bank is foreclosing on the house, then that means the house is now the property of the bank. And all the possessions that are abandoned would also probably be the property of the bank. Yeah, exactly. So doesn't that it's make weird. the they, dog and the they don't, pup... They don't give a pup. shit about the house either. It's kind of weird. Because the house remains untouched for the rest of the film. Oh, yeah. Like, it's probably a... Sm- it seems to be a smaller house than the house they they, they leave at the end of the movie. Uh, they, don't, they don't actually leave, but they say they're going to. Why don't they just move into that house with the puppies and the dog? Mm. They never mention this. They never mention this. If the possessions abandoned in the house, which would include the dog and the puppies, also are the property of the well, bank. I don't know. To be fair, I don't actually know. Don't they get to have the dog and the puppies? Like, like, didn't that make it so much simpler? I actually don't know the answer. Maybe you do. But how long do banks normally take to deal with a foreclosed house? I guess it depends on the bank, but... Um, it would depend on the bank, but I mean, like, I imagine a pretty fast turnover because they want to make money yeah. on that shit. But like, yeah, like I'm just thinking about this. It's like you've set up the perfect reason why this kid and his parents can have the dog and the puppies at the end of the movie. It's like, oh, it's the bank's property because they abandoned the house and we for and we foreclose on it, so it's the bank's property mm. now. They don't say that. The bank though. is actually very sympathetic in this film too. Oh god, <laughs> I fucking hate that. Like at the end of the movie, the bank is like it's we'll a, get to a totally. That, yeah. The bank is a totally benevolent institution at the end of the movie. I fucking hated that. But but yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, the so dad's unable to play with him, so he just sort of he's, he and she decides to just leave. And it's like screw you, dad. I'm going home. No, no, actually, it's 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 more pathetic than that. All well, all of Oliver is to be fair. No, Oliver hangs around the office for a long ass time, like hours and hours. Now, to be fair, we don't actually Barely... know that. No, we, we do like because we minutes. see the no, no, we do because we see the montage of the clock ticking away. We only see one shot of the clock, actually, but I'll... I think it's more than one. But <laughs> it's it's definitely like hours. He is he his dad is literally on the phone constantly for hours because I guess the bank is about to throw the holiday party and I guess they only planned it at the last minute, mm. which is actually plausible now that I think about it. But um, but so dad has to call everyone who's going to attend this thing or like re- and or is receiving calls from everyone and has to like take the the RSVPs and all that and then set up all the stuff for the party. So dad for some reason is like the only one in charge of putting As a matter of fact, it feels like party. he's the only person working at the bank. It does feel that way, yes. So Oliver's just kind of in the bank in the office just kind of tossing the ball against the wall mm. and being very sad and lonely. Being very sad and lonely. Uh, he eventually gets a cough. Oh, but 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 his backpack—we forgot about his backpack. Oh, right. Well, we don't find this out until like a little bit after the scene. But Roy, the leader, has it's his, you know, it's, his it's, backpack. It's strongly implied. Yeah. Like even as he's on his way to his dad's office, I'm like, because like, yeah, on a mission to get some help or something, Roy hid in the backpack. Roy hid in the backpack so like yeah, like he can get help from the kid. And I'm like, it's kind of confusing. The kid really not notice that his backpack was heavier. The than other four usual. puppies at the same time uh, are able to escape from the house. They they run out the house. Uh, Rory heads back to the foreclosed foreclosed house. 
but Rory is able to like inform him that the puppies have escaped, and the smart kid also tells him that. He he just runs away, and the and the kid just sort of infers that because they obviously can't communicate. It's really weird so. how the puppies fuck off about Rory, though. <laughs> they literally totally abandon him in that sense. They totally abandon him. <laughs> well, I think their their thinking is that they're going to track their mom's scent, mm. which which I mean they don't because they don't because <laughs> his mom his mom was put in a van, yeah. a pound van, like. Yeah, that's not how that works. So the puppy escape. Anyway. Rory then starts following the tracks, and uh, Oliver follows him. It takes him to a junkyard. Yeah, later we right? cut to the puppies who are rummaging through like a they're junkyard, like, they're, which is confusing because he's apparently right next to suburbs. They're in a junkyard that's like next to a fucking right, like oil about, refinery. Right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're next to like a fucking like oil the hell is refinery. The suburb they live in. It's like. Yeah, like they're in like a they're clearly in like a wealthy suburb, like with very nice houses. I had this and idea like that this trees. takes place in like sort of a um a post San Andreas fault California. So oh, the whole place is all fractured, right? It's all smashed together yep. and it's multiple cracks. So they're sort of on the stranded island. That's the that's like the dump area that they have access to. No way the suburb is located anywhere <laughs> yeah. near this oil refinery <laughs> junkyard ass part of town. And there is a part of the valley that is like that, but it's far mm. away from any like nice suburbs. It's next to a bunch of poor suburbs. Yeah. So they're rummaging through the trash trying to find something to eat, I guess. But suddenly a group of racist dog stereotypes show up. Oh god, the Latino <laughs> dog gang. And there's also like a Russian one too. Oh right, I'm sorry, yeah, only one of them's Latino. The other is Russian. I'm and there's sorry. a third dog who I don't the Latino dog is a Chihuahua. Yeah. Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? And then, and then it's a like a Russian. Um, oh shit! What they call it? It's it's not a husky. It's it's um, like a dober or whatever. So, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, but it has a Russian accent. They're, and there's a third one. They're very aggressive. They're like, what are you doing on our turf? Right. Uh, they're like, oh no, are you going to eat us? It's like, no, we won't eat you. We're going to kill you first and then eat you. Yeah. We like the taste of dead puppies. And then they cut to a pile of dog hey, bones. you're in trouble now, S.A. Yeah, they cut you to, know. yeah, Jesus. They cut to a pile <laughs> of dead dog bones. Like, which is a pile of dog bones they have right <laughs> next door. And they, they just show it. They cut to the scene. And it's like, what the fuck, <laughs> Asylum? <laughs> I have to give credits to like the guys who like put the prop together for that because that really correct. You talking about this Christmas dog film has a group of cannibal murder dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's like in and it's, toy, a it's like in, it's, it's like a in garbage Nemo. bag with like with like fried chicken yeah. in it. <laughs> it's like just eat the damn chicken. Just scare the puppies away from the chicken. It's it's cooked meat. It's like in Finding Nemo when they meet the sharks. The sharks are immediately like, oh man, we're going to eat and kill you. And it cuts yeah. to a so- shot of them. Of a, but a the pile sharks of... don't actually but the sharks don't actually say that. No, they don't. Because they, they don't. These dogs do. They literally say we're going to eat, kill, yeah, and kill and eat you. And then they're gonna, and then they're gonna, one, they and like the, the puppies taste of like, bone marrow. Often, what they say, and and the and the when the puppies is like, do you often eat puppies? And they're like, yeah. And then they cut to the shut. And then they start chasing them because <laughs> they're gonna kill and eat them. 
<laughs> and somehow the puppies are able to outrun these cannibal murder dogs. <laughs> oh my god. It's super I can't fucked. Even. I can't even. It's it's so it's 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 impossible to take seriously. Partly because they're doing goofy voices. Yeah, exactly. that's what's a weird racist dog stereotype. <laughs> saying we're gonna kill and eat you. It's like the shit. Oh my god. Uh, so they're fleeing. Oliver shows up in the nick of time and sprays them with a garden hose that he has somehow. That's somehow just connected. It's all there. It's ready to go. It's in the proper location. Mm-hmm. And he just picks it up. He's able to just pick it up and just spray them with the nozzle. What's They're like, oh, let's get out of the, here. The Why do they need a garden hose? You know, in, you know, in the junkyard, there's just a garden hose they that's water like plugged the trash? in and ready to go. And it happens to be in just the they right spot. They water the spot. trash. Are they watering the trash? Um, there's one conceivable reason I can see for having a tree. There's a one conceivable reason I can see for having a a, a garden hose in a, having a hose, not a garden hose, in a, like with a, with a nice nozzle. It's 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 like it's in like good condition too. Like it's not rust, dusty mm. or dirty or anything. It's like it it's clearly a, a new hose. But there's one possible reason I can see why you would have that in a junkyard is if you're like burning trash sure. and like you need to put out the ashes. That's the only reason I can think of why you would have a hose that's all plugged in, in and ready to go in a junkyard. Mm. Um, but I don't imagine it being like a little garden hose with a little nice nozzle at the end. No. I imagine it being something a little more heavy duty than that. Yeah, so you spray them a little bit of water and you, they run away and flee. And it's like, thank God that's we, it. we stopped the cannibal murder dogs. Way and we will never hear from them again. Yeah, <laughs> they presumably st- are still running around murdering dogs. This is a bad neighborhood they live in. How this many puppies scary... wander wander um, into this junkyard? A lot of them, I that guess. That they're able to build up a pile of puppy bones. Well, it's, <laughs> it's fucked, man. <laughs> well, presumably it locks all the houses getting floor closed around them, I guess, right? That's true. That's true. Dogs, there are a lot, a lot of foreclosures because apparently that's what people do in this neighborhood is just leave the dogs in the foreclosed and the, the house. Trash, the, the trash dump's probably the most smelly place. A lot of dogs probably go there just to search for food, right? Because they're hungry because they've been abandoned. And then they get eaten and murdered by the cannibal dogs <laughs> there. Okay, so I take it back. This all this all adds up. This all makes sense. This is sort of a grim prequel to Isle of Dogs. Actually, Isle of Dogs is what I was thinking of. Yeah. I was thinking of the dog bones. <laughs> so, okay. So, after he saves them, he promises he's going to find their mother that he knows exists for some reason. I guess. I don't know what's up with that. It's kind. Of, I'm not sure how Oliver picks up that they're looking for their mother. Yeah, the only way he can he knows about the mother is because her paper is like one of the pedigree papers. But like, yeah, for some reason they're they're able to communicate and know what each other wants yeah. somehow. Like they're it fucking really Pokemon does, or something. It does not make sense. <laughs> so cue another stupid bike montage. Oh, is, is this the one where they played the song? Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's because a then great, he, he claims awesome that. Song. 
he he claims to the rest of the gang that like oh, yeah, he's I'm gonna, going he's gonna to show them, yeah. I'm, I'm going to show them around the neighborhood. There'll be a little sign on the wagon. It's, it's like a, it's like a radio flyer wagon that has the puppies in it. Um, and like I'll say like puppies for sale and like and the and it's like and you know just show them off and then of course like we'll bring them back here to sell. You know, the song is bad. And they play the song. It's bad. It's really bad. I'll throw in a clip right now. Uh, oh, so you can hear the torture great the song. audience with that. Yeah. Mercifully, that song only lasts like twenty seconds, mm-hmm. I think. So, but then you hear the whole thing for the credits. Mm, it's so. Great, great song. So he's able. He comes across. He goes like three separate shelters, but eventually finds like the one where the mother is in. Mm-hmm. But they require two hundred dollar deposit, so he needs to find two hundred dollars somehow. And his parents' permission. Yes, and his parents' permission. That's really important. And he doesn't seem to care much about that one until later. Uh, he he seems a little put off by that. At first, he's like. My parents, mm. two hundred dollars. Sure, but he doesn't. He this first thing about going, he doesn't immediately go to his parents, right? No, that's not his first thought. No, his first thought is to go back to the gang's place. Who and he's talking to the dogs and saying, "Don't worry, I'll find a way to to reunite to like okay. get you back." This shit's so fucking I, confusing. I'll just have to figure out how to get the two hundred dollars. It's so confusing. These bullies have this really weird ass plan. And one okay. of them overhears him, ta- the, the, this kid talking to the dogs. Yeah, talking about two hundred dollars. And so he runs back to the other guys, and it's like he he's money for something. He said he needs two hundred dollars. Right. So yes, explain yeah. explain the weird plan of the bullies now. So, okay, they bring Oliver in, and this is some great fake acting, where it's the actors trying to pretend to act. I think. There, the, the, it's the it's fake fake acting. Yeah. It's there. It's it's the character in the movie is pretending to cry. So, but it's, it's clear the kids be, laughing. Right. It's meant. Okay. So, like, it's meant to be bad. But it's but so it bad. Really <laughs> bad. It's so it's like, bad. Like, you I, wonder how the fuck, Oliver. You're falling for this, you dumb, stupid idiot kid. Oliver, you're a stupid idiot. Like, it's like you're a real fucking moron and of course i mean we already know he's a moron because he joined this gang yeah. for some reason he clearly but doesn't this, want this to. is a new level of dumb stupid idiot dumb kid level of but dumb this kid stupidness. is really fucking stupid fall for this stupid because, dumb shit because like like yes like it's again i get that it's supposed to be bad acting like it's supposed to not come across but as he convincing. falls head over heels <laughs> okay so let me explain let me explain what this lie is they bring Oliver in, and it's like he, one of them is crying. It's like, oh, why are you crying? It's like, oh, it's because his mother uh, really wanted this pearl necklace from the store, but uh, this, this really asshole kid named Timmy stole it before he could buy it for his mother. Oh, no, that's terrible. Uh, but wait, Timmy's in the Boy Scouts. Why would he steal a, a pearl necklace? Yeah, because no one in the Boy Scouts has ever been bad. So they panic, like, well, well, Timmy, Timmy's actually awful. He's a terrible person. He stole the pearl necklace for his own mother. 
uh, as a Christmas gift, and uh, uh, I'm really sad because... No, they don't say that. They don't say that. They don't say he stole it for his own mother. They just say he stole it. Because he's awful or whatever, yeah. Because he's, he's bad. Because he's bad. <laughs> so... Which should raise some questions when he finds it in a wrapped box yeah. with a bow on it. I like, think it he should does, probably maybe. raise. I feel Man, like. I don't, we'll think, I don't, I don't so, think it does. I think I, okay. I think he's a... The, I think bull hair... Cut, pull bull cut hair kids really fucking stupid yeah so timmy timmy stole the necklace and he really wants to get the necklace back for his mother and also the the, the jewelry store who's giving out the necklace also giving a 200 dollars reward for who gets the necklace back mm-hmm. this doesn't make any goddamn sense as a story point because isn't he trying to buy the necklace for his mother so what all right okay is <laughs> So, and they tell right, and they tell so him like their you plan, can keep, right? you, like the so, so their plan is like you have to you have to break into Timmy's house and steal he, the his, necklace. His whole, the whole family is going to be out uh, out uh, of the house to do like shopping or whatever. So you have to break into his house, steal. Well, you're not stealing because Timmy stole. So you're actually retrieving the necklace, and then you can turn it into the jeweler store. Says you're taking the risk. You go in and you can collect a two hundred dollar reward. It's really funny because they, they all, uh, and they they all say two hundred dollar because they overheard back- him saying that he needs $200. Yeah, it's also really funny because his back window is apparently, they say his back window is always open. Right. <laughs> Suspicious. But I want to talk, talk about their real plan is. Okay, their plan is, right, their fake plan. He's going to break in. He's going to break in and take the pearl the necklace real back. Plan. Right. He's going to give the pearl necklace to the, the store owner. He's going to give him $200. Then the kid's going to buy the pearl necklace from them and give it to his mother. Well, but he's obviously not going to No, in the fake it. imaginary dumb idiot plan in that the, Oliver falls in the, for. In the fake plan that Oliver... Right, it's so nonsensical, right. their, their dumb fake plan. Like, it's it literally is doesn't make any sense. The cover story makes no sense whatsoever. What's their actual plan? Their plan is they, just want, they want the necklace, I guess, to sell it or whatever. I don't know. But he has to take it to the jewelry store. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe to return it. Maybe things just worth two hundred dollars. But the only they, they thing promise Oliver he's gonna keep the two hundred dollars too. And Oliver's just like, really? And they, and and they're like, yeah, you're taking all the risk. And Oliver falls for it. Now there's one like, interesting oh, okay. part they they don't they actually use. I assume this was gonna come back to him at some point, but they never bother bringing this back up. So Oliver breaks in the house. And then the gang leader ass guy snaps a picture of Oliver while he's breaking into the house. With flash on. Like real real yeah, subtle. Yeah. <laughs> so I assumed oh, they're gonna blackmail Oliver. This is the whole point, right? They're gonna use this as a sort of trick. They only bring this up once. And they never and act they don't too... they don't never actually go back to this ever again. No, they do. They do show him the picture and it's it's when the, the big climactic thing that happens that we'll get to when this mm. movie just really goes off the rails it's never, yeah, but, it's never um, actually used he, as a plot device really though it's really not it's like, like it's like he's threat. already it's just a threat it's just an extra threat on top of that like doesn't really add to the situation mm. it's just it's just kind of there but like it's not yeah, really it's blackmail not, in that point in time there's more really pressing concerns especially when they don't actually steal the pearl necklace. Yes. Okay, so Oliver's because in there. Because what happens? Oliver's in there. Uh, somehow Rory is also there. 
The puppies have like I've overheard this and they're like that's not true. The puppies have like, magical oh, teleporting no. powers and they're able to just hop around the town where they're able to, to get be. there almost as fast as the kids are on yep. their bikes. And they they proceed they proceed then to teleport around for the rest of this film. They're constantly hopping to new locations, seemingly by you know just divine abilities. What are you doing here? <laughs> So, okay, so Oliver searching around the necklace. He finds the necklace in a little, like, you know, present gift wrap thing. Mm-hmm. Which should give him some pause, but. You know. Yeah. The dog's running Idiot. around. He's trying to tell. He's trying to help, like, the kid out. Suddenly, Timmy's family arrives at the house. So they all panic. They're like, oh, man, we got to tell Oliver. Nah, screw him. He's out oh, there on I his forgot. own. And they all they have the. the- Oh god, I forgot. They do they do a lame version of the who's on first bit with the with the gang kids where like they they go like, "Oh, let's have a signal if like if the family shows up." Uh like, you know, just just like do an owl, hoo hoo. And then like the one of the guys is like, "Who?" Like, I can't yeah, believe who, you remember who? the stupid like, joke that doesn't no, make any sense. No. Yeah, it was just like they they had John, to throw why you they had to this dumb stupid joke. <laughs> They had to shove in a little who's on first <laughs> gag there, and it was just like, what was the point of this? It's awful. It barely makes sense. It's so stupid. I also, I mean, I, 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 I find the premise kind of funny. That it's like, oh yeah, like the the bad kids are like the like stupid. Like this is a, a big trope we see in like kids movies. It's like yeah, yeah, the bad kids are like the stupid ones. Like they 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 don't know basic facts, but like. It's not really how it works in, in the real world. Like usually the like like the bully kids like they're not necessarily like A students, but they've got their own smarts. Like they're not stupid. So Timmy's parents are arriving. They're about to enter the house, but the puppies run and distract the family long enough so Oliver can leave along with Rory. Um, at the same time, the house is getting fucking trashed to shit. By the puppy, I think. Which is like, why are you, why are you doing that? By one puppy, because the other four puppies are outside distracting the family. And I think Rory manages to get the pearl necklace on him. It's really confusing. Runs out, runs out to join the family. So the pearl necklace never gets stolen because like, it gets returned to, to Timmy's you know family Cats when has he runs outside. It's funny, Cats has this exact same scene too. Really? Yeah, it's a scene where these two uh, cat burglars get it. Very funny. Uh, break into uh, this house along with Victoria, the main cat girl, lady, person, thing, human. What, who even gives a shit? Um, they break into this house. They're stealing stuff. And then the cat burgers escape and leave Victoria in there. Does the sort of like, you know, like, oh, looks, that's like, haha, we tricked you. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work, obviously. But they all, she also is stealing a pearl necklace in that scenario, too. Oh, that's right. Because, okay, no, sorry. The dog isn't wearing the pearl necklace when he runs into the family. Instead, they go inside, and the family has a cat. And, and puts the, the pearl cat. necklace onto the cat. And the cat has the pearl necklace, and the house is trash. And they're looking around. They're like, what happened in here? And then look at the cat lounging on the floor. And they're like... Oh, and like, like, like you and, and the cat says a very, like, very funny line, which does this make his uh, necklace make my butt look fat? And it's like, what? A, that's very funny and original. What? It's very funny and very original asylum. Nice job with your writing. Uh, good, good job. <laughs> very good. Anyway, so the puppy. Anyway, so the puppies run away. They're all back at 
I, I really like the, the narrative too because it totally implies the cat just sort of watched them the entire time going like uh huh it's like <laughs> eh, what fucking yep. whatever I'm a cat yep that puppy sure is in here <laughs> so they all escape um Oliver all back yeah in, Oliver then the heads back, the back to his closer. mom's oh right and demands the dog right now he's like mom i want a fucking dog you guys suck and i hate you guys give me a fucking dog he's like what's this language coming from fuck you i want my dog i deserve it right now okay he okay i mean come on you're you're he does not say fucking come on (laughs) to be for to the mother he might as well be swearing but he is but he is very demanding and he is like I've already picked out the dog. I know what I want. Like, also, I, I want also, also, you're never there. You're, you're never there for too. me. Blah blah blah. Like you know, I I I'm really really tired of this like this 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 premise of like I'm just lonely and you're never there for me and blah blah blah. And the mom actually says like, a good point. It's just like we're working to support this family, and it's just like, yeah, kid. Like you know, like it's. And like she's like she says it's like it's like we have a lot of expenses. Mm. And it's like I don't care about any of that. I just I want, want us to be now. together. And Oliver pulls out a gun and shoots both of them, and it gets really dark from there on. No, no. <laughs> I really, remember, you really like that you are you you remind the audience that he's not really swearing in this scene, and it's just Ben because Benji doing a little hijinks. I I I want to because I I want. <laughs> because we're talking to people because this this podcast is is as an audience we've of people tricked who you audience have, this was actually a have joke not seen this movie <laughs> they're not gonna know it's a bad enough movie as it is we don't need to make it worse like i uh, like i want to represent these movies fairly basically is 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 my take basically i don't i don't want to I don't want to say anything that's like not actually in the movie. I don't want to make them sound worse than they already are because they're already pretty bad. Yeah, so he's he's being a little aggressive, and the mom pretty much freaks out though, like he did swear or something. So, it's like you go up to your room now. Yeah, her her reaction is a little over the top. Sweetie, you can't have a dog. You're a mistake. You can't have a dog. What are you talking about? You have you don't you don't have you don't have the rights. You don't even have a family. We don't even like you. Why would we buy you a dog, stupid? Go to your room now. None of this is said, but she does say go to her, go to go to his room. Also, and then dad <laughs> he goes com- his room. And then dad comes. <laughs> you know, home. He goes his room, and it's just like a little shed underneath the, think, the stairs. I think he just like runs out, and then dad comes home, and dad's like, "What's wrong?" And and he's like, "You're never there for me." And and he oh, runs yeah, I out. I love that. He just. <laughs> Again, like every fucking kid in a, in a movie, it's like, oh, all they want is to, like, yeah, hang with their dad, and just like, I don't know what world you guys live in, mm. but. So Oliver then runs back to the the foreclosure house because he really has no family. Oh, and Dad's really like regretful about all this mm. thing. Like he's he's clearly having a change of heart. Just like, yeah, we do work too hard. So Oliver heads back to get the puppies. But then gets caught by the gang leaders, the like uncle, uncle, yes, and the, uh, so for some so reason, this is where the movie really like, goes off yeah, the rails. Okay. So yeah, he heads back. He gets kidnapped by a mysterious man. We later find out is the kid's uncle, who is for some reason hanging out with a bunch of twelve-year-olds. He's got like a letter jacket on, and he has mm. a. 
He has a partner in crime, this just fat Who's guy. Just a drinking that's... buddy or something, I don't know. I, I guess, I don't know. He had this grand plan to steal the puppy. This is not his grand plan, but this is their side puzzle. Oh, and and the smart kid in the gang has has decided along oh, yeah, with to Oliver to gang. to abandon the gang and and get the puppies out basically. So they've already decided they're going to abandon the gang. And the smart kid makes both like it's like we can't hang around here. These are a bunch of juvenile delinquents. Yeah. Which again begs the question: What did you think you were getting into <laughs> to start with? Why did you join this gang? Why did you join this gang? What did you think you were getting into? Anyway, yeah. So everyone's both the smart kid. So and we're we're an Oliver. hour we're an hour into this hour and twenty minute yep. movie, and suddenly we're thrown. Suddenly these two adult ass like criminals are thrown into the mix very abruptly, mm. and it steers the entire rest of the movie Towards from them. here on yeah. out. So both the smart kid and Oliver are forced to be part of the group now. Uh. They have this sort of they have this main goal, but they have this sort of the side hustles the puppies. Their their plan is to sell the puppies to a fur company in China, like Epic Racism style. Just cool, epic, nice. That was Epic Racism way, style. The song. only way it could be more racist is if they said they were going to sell them to a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Like that's the only way they could have made that worse, <laughs> basically. So then they hand the 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 gang leader kid a newspaper article. So the bank is I like that they're literally I like that I like that like the the little throwaway line is that literally like they're going to sell them to Cruella DeVille basically yeah, much. like that's that's like In that's China. that's this the Cause, you that's know. the throwaway plan So so the bank that the dad works at is going is throwing a charity event where they're going to give this local like boy scout group thing or something $10,000 in cash Okay. Which is the most fucking lo- money laundering ass bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> right. Well, no. I mean, the only reason why like banks do charitable donations is so they could write it off their taxes yeah. at the end of the why year. Why is it That's in cash? That's insane. Pri- That's insane. Why is it cash? Why is it cash? No one ever does it in cash. Like these charitable donations are always done with, like maybe they have like a big like novelty it's check. It's crazy but then, suspicious. Like, it's like the money is always handled like. It's always an electronic transfer. It's not cash. It's electronic transfer. And it's likely done in installments, not all at once. Uh, and, like, over, like, a period of, like, several months, basically. It's not cash all at once. It's n- it's Okay, it's so, so all right, that's... Let me explain what this would represent, by the way. Because presumably this right. Boy Scout group or whatever probably is, like, maybe probably uses the bank in some form, I imagine. Like they're also right. they're also supporters. They of the probably bank. have. Ed well, this, was this means right? Yeah, they they probably have account with the bank. Probably that makes sense, right? What's what that just means is that so tip. I mean, the reason the check right is the money's already been transferred. Probably the check doesn't really mean anything. It's just yeah. like a fancy object. This implies that the they're gonna be the money's gonna be handed over to them, and they're gonna immediately put the money back into the bank. Because yeah, and the bank's gonna like charge. The bank's gonna charge him for overdraft fees. <laughs> it's just a shitty. They're, they're like plan, ser- yeah. they're gonna do service fees and all that kind of stuff. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna scrap a little bit of that ten thousand back. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's like what the what is the bank? Because oh. the kids can't do anything with ten thousand dollars in cash. Right. They're not gonna go around and spend cash money on things. 
Yeah. That's not how. <laughs> that's not how that works. No, no. The only reason it's in cash is so that there's something for the burglars to steal. Exactly. Basically. But the oh, implications God. of but... the bank is really worrying. No, I love that. I love that. It's like the bank doesn't know how to handle its own goddamn money. <laughs> it's it's the president of the bank making. I don't know if it's the bank or the president of the bank making the the donation, but like, but that it's done in cash is hilarious. Yeah. So um, the the uncle. There's plan. another. There's another big problem. But wait, there's another. There's another issue with this. Okay. So we find out about this from a. It looks like a community newsletter. I, I think. I guess it's supposed to be a newspaper story, but Front I mean, page it article, looks, Yeah. It looks really cheap and shitty, which made me think of like a, a like a neighborhood newsletter. But so the two adult guys who have come up with this plan are trying to read the article they're both illiterate mm. so the one guy is like being like bit bit bank rit rit ris wreck like he he can't read it and so he's like oh i left my uh, reading glasses at home uh, uh here you read this and the arrows guy's like um i actually got something in my eye so uh yeah. why don't you read it out for us kid so okay so so the joke is they're illiterate Haha, <laughs> hilarious. Funny. Very funny. Serious question. Mm-hmm. How did they find out about this if they can't read? The uncle, I guess. Yeah, how did the uncle find out about this if they can't did read? Did ever say the uncle can't read? Or is just the yes. fat guy? No, both of them. That's pretty weird. Because he's, he's the one trying to read it and, and reading out loud, and he can't. So he gives it to the fat guy, and the fat guy can't read it either. How did they find out about this, and how do they already have a plan set up for this if they can't Ooh, read about uh, it? I guess word of mouth. Maybe. How do they know all the details? They, they already have the plan don't. ready to go. They know it's going to be cash. They know it's. They have the costumes ready to go. They, they use they have the whole, maybe. They have the whole thing ready to go. Texas speech doesn't does isn't a thing yet. Maybe it's, it might have been 2012. I don't know. There could have been some, there was probably some form of it. It's not. It's not. It's not. I'm pretty <laughs> damn sure it's not. So, oh, I'm sure there was some form of it for sure. I think that there's exist. That's really based for, since the 90s or whatever. How does like how does how how do you function as a criminal in the modern world if you can't read? Yeah, it's it's pretty embarrassing. I didn't know. I didn't realize the uncle didn't know how to read either. No, none of them know how That's to read. He's rough. the one yeah. trying to read. He's the one oh. trying to read it, and he can't. And I get that the joke is like, oh, they're stupid. But seriously. And boy, are they stupid. They are very stupid. I get like this is just a throwaway joke. I'm not supposed to actually care about this. But oh my god. Okay, so their plan is to steal the money by pretending to be the boy scout group and the boy scout group is going to dress up the leader's going to dress up as santa and all the kids are going to dress up as elves so they're going to get a bunch of elf costumes and a santa costume they're going to basically pretend to be them and take the money and run before they can figure out what's and going a, on and there's a throwaway joke that like they there there was a leprechaun costume on sale so it's one of the kids is also dressed as a leprechaun it's you know great job very cool yeah, yeah, haha, very funny. Um, they began to enact a plan by shoving the real Boy Scout club into a chain link 
door so that's they, just in the so, alley so they, somewhere that they have so, so they have somehow. the kids are dressed as the elves and they're directing them down an alleyway and they're like okay just pull in here in the back and then like okay just go in through here yeah just go in through the back entrance there and then they like and then they lock the 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 gate and and then just drive off with their van hmm. it's really confusing why they can't just scream and yell and say let us out apparently they're like right behind wherever like the bank, the bank yeah. is doing this <laughs> um which i guess is at the elks lodge i think they mm. said oh oh that's another part of this that i have I, I i loved um okay so when they pull up to where the um where the uh where the scout troop is is about to like take off there's a cgi banner tacked to the front of the building that's like uh like anita like scout troop club and it's it it, it moves mm. when the camera pans down <laughs> they were too cheap to get a fucking banner to hang on the front of a building only slice only slightly less worth uh, only slightly less worse graphics than cats Yeesh. by the way i want to mention something i forgot to mention about cats is that uh they're actually sending out a new patched version of the film with better graphics oh my god we saw the the bad version but they're gonna apparently fix it because there's a lot of weird clipping things in that movie where characters sort of clip out of objects at times like the magician cat he has a hat and the ears are constantly entering his hat and coming out of it like it's clipping clearly clipping through it because they're cgi fake ears oh my god because they can't be bothered to have any sort of prop design to you know tell people what's going on the actors what's happening in the scene clearly Ugh. anywho <laughs> so okay so they get to the party well, before that actually what we've got to mention something is that they take everyone's phones too including the kid's phone who gets a call from the animal shelter who tell who tells the kid that uh the the golden tree was adopted by someone who really wanted the dog and it's and I mean like we we know enough by this point to be like oh it was clearly the kid's yeah. dad but this is morally crushing for the kid who's like oh right, no. right, right. oh geez oh no geez. oh no I won't be able to read it so they headed the party and oh my god this Christmas party sucks it sucks you go pee do a and they spent and there's a long montage where they go around this elk's lodge showing the various parts of the party so there's the like there's the kids like decorate your parents contest where they have to stand and like hold their arms out while they drape like tinsel and christmas lights on them looks like a blast um now is this a more worse party there's the gingerbread house like decorating thing like you know and they spend like here's the thing they were the, the the film crew was obviously very proud of the rook they put into this because it's a long ass yeah. montage just of showing off the various things in this part. The saddest thing too is that there's like no one at this party as well. It's like ten people maybe. I want to say like like fifteen to twenty people mm. maybe at this party for like for like yes this the bank's holiday party it's deep yeah. charity party um thing. i want to ask you a question john in in a bare ass elk's I want to ask you a question like, here. it is yeah which one's a more worse party this one or the party from halloween night i'm gonna say this one because halloween night at least had booze mm. and a lot of it so <laughs> and raunchy sex 
and and raunchy sex um but like that that was actually like it, it felt like an actual like house and like and so more more it's the booze more it's the booze i can go to a party and i can at least like even if i'm not having fun at least i can get drunk this elks lodge like employee holiday party this is not a fun time yeah this is not a fun time there's no booze you have to be you have to everything has to be nice for the kids there's no music what's weird it seems like the only Fucking kids boring. there are the kids from the boy scout group who like you know are, are obviously the gang. no i think there's also like there's other kids there too like because there's like kids like oh, right yeah the parents the kids and, like doing dec- the gingerbread house the kids decorating the parents as a christmas tree right Right, right, and then there's the kids uh, doing the the gingerbread house decorating. Mm. Yeah, it, it's a it's a really sad yeah. looking, deeply time. depressing. It, it's a very it's a depressing. It felt like it's, it's, honestly, it's felt like weird Christmas parties I've gone to, like those weird those weird free ones you go yes. to in churches or whatever. Is that feeling? Yes, for sure. yeah, it feels like a church Christmas party. It really feels. You like go there that. and you really want to leave. Like, okay, I can see what this is. I'm it's going like, now. Thank this, you. Goodbye. You, yeah, you get there and you're like, oh hey, there'll be free food, and you get there and you're like, this was. Yeah, a mistake. and the free food is like just like hot dogs or something. The free shit. food is like. The free food is oh no hot dogs is actually okay though the you free sure? food hot dogs is and like chips pretty much the classic. No, I'm thinking of like weaker than that. I'm thinking of like a bowl of Chex mix <laughs> and like and like a tray of cookies from like Hy-Vee okay. or Ralph's or you know insert grocery store chain here. Um, like yeah, that's that's the party I'm thinking of where it's like really really weak and then there's like a punch bowl. Sure. Or and maybe like, someone brought a casserole that you don't really want to look at or try. It's not that good. <laughs> and like, it, yeah, dry lasagna. And like, maybe a bowl of M&M's. Mm. Maybe, you know. Like, it, it, it's like, yeah, like weak, weak ass snacks. But did you see that Christmas tree, though? Man, they, they spent their time it's on bit- that one for sure. It's a it's a big Christmas tree, and the bank president is like like so happy, and he's like, I think this is gonna be our best holiday. Oh yeah, the, party the, ever. Oh, yeah, the owner of the bank. Let's like let's talk about the guy who runs the bank for a second here. He's this very pleasant, white haired old man with glasses. He loves Christmas, and it's really confusing. Um, and I guess he's the one making the donation. Yeah, it's really weird. The, how, it true. almost feels like the dad actually works more than him, and like the sense that he takes it more seriously. Uh, he's the one who actually had to set the party, and I mean, well, I mean, granted, the the bank president is never going to work as hard as the the people under him. Sure, that's, sure, that's but just, it seems, it looks, like just he, it looks like he does nothing. It he's just the face of the bank. He's just, he's just the John Hammond for the mm. bank. He's just he's just this pleasant, white haired old man who's who so apparently enjoys friendly. uh bringing deep suffer and pain to Oliver's dad. Right. He clearly enjoys the satisfaction of punishing Rooks him. him to the bone and forecloses on all these houses. A beloved figure of the community, <laughs> I'm sure. Maybe that's why he's doing a donation. He needs to, like, cash, like kind of... Because, re- of course, re- he still, re- has, he re- he still re- needs to get something out re- of it. <laughs> he needs to revitalize his good name because of all the foreclosures going on. He doesn't want to be too good, so it's just in cash. It's totally in cash, definitely, for sure. Right. He loves, definitely doesn't love cocaine or making cocaine sales or doing anything with cocaine. 
No, not at definitely all. Definitely not. It's definitely not. He's it's a... definitely not some weird scam to do with the actual Boy Scout club, because the owner of the bank does know the the guy who runs that group. <laughs> he hands over. He hands over the money, and they're like, "Okay, uh, here's the money, kids. Now be sure not to not to lick those bills." <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe it's some sort of larger scale. There's a bigger ha- yeah, scheme. Yeah, bigger scheme happening the- in the background here. That's why it's all in cash. They're giving this Boy Scout group. Maybe the guy who runs that Boy Scout group is in some sort cheap of cheap ass Elks Lodge that they obviously they must have rented yeah. for like maybe like a couple hundred bucks or something. Like seriously, like the bank couldn't like get like a a, a good place to to like like rent for their party. Like they couldn't get a nice restaurant or maybe like a hotel ball like ballroom or something like an elk's lodge that's the best you could well, yeah, do i'm just curious that i'm really curious if the the evil gang kids and the uncle ruined an already evil plan happening like mm. like they've actually interrupted a separate scheme which basically the boy scout group is actually going to spend that ten thousand dollars on cocaine and to sell it and they're basically just sort of trading off money around, pretty much. I don't think the Boy Scout troop was going. Just to the guy. No, the cane. the kids. No, no, no. Okay, I'm saying the kids are also no, no, all kidnapped. No. Hear no, me no. out. The Hear kids in that Boy Scout are also all kidnapped as well. Hear me out. I don't think the Boy Scout troop was going to spend it on cocaine. They were going to spend it on homophobic propaganda. Fine. Okay. Why? Because <laughs> they're the Boy Scouts. I mean, and it's tw- and it's 2012. Sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, well, I guess, and the banker loves it. Banker man loves. Oh it. yeah, he's into it because it, it helps support his camp. His uh, oh, it's because <laughs> they're trying to get <laughs> they're trying to get Romney elected. Oh, because it's twenty twelve, yeah, right? <laughs> so, so, t- so the ten thousand dollars is gonna go directly into Romney's. They're private. Yeah, funds. it's it's gonna it's gonna go to his presidential campaign fund. Yeah, of homophobic ads. Uh, there's probably some like Mormon connections in here. Mm. Maybe the maybe the, the troop is Mormon. Perhaps. Hence the homophobia. Uh, boy, yeah. yeah. See, it all ties together. Okay, we're almost yeah. at the end of this movie. Let's <laughs> let's let's finish this fucker off. Okay, so um, the dogs get yeah, there. Yeah, somehow, somehow the puppy's hiding inside a present underneath the tree. He's just there. I don't even know how the hell He's he got there in that particular spot. Teleportation. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. They have this plan that they're apparently already like completed. Like it's like you know they're playing twenty D chess. They're already prepared. They have everything set in motion. So the troop is called up on the stage. They get to do the presentation like first thing. They're given literal bags of money with dollar signs on it. Literal bags and of money. And looks like these like Oliver's boxes. fodder shows up with like two like yeah. kitchen trash it, it looks bags like it's, it with does, big it does dollar not, signs. It does not look like there's there's stacks of money in there either. It looks like there's a it bunch lo- of cracker it, boxes or something like that. And it doesn't look like like when you do like a bag of money with a big dollar sign on it. Usually it's sort of like a like like I would get it if it was like a prop. Like that would actually be the funniest thing is if like they had like the bags of money and like the burglar stole it and then he like opens it up and it's like no, it's it has nothing in it and he's like where's the money and they're like well you already have the money. It's like well we're not we're not gonna put the money in like. <laughs> But no, we, we're not going to put the money in bags. That'd be hilarious if, like, he thought all along. It's like, we're going to get the money. And then it's just like, 
No, we're we're, we're gonna no, give you cash. Unfortunately, it's little bags of money. It's, that it's little the bank trash is that bags, not like nice little cotton sack, like burlap sacks. Trash bags with dollar signs painted on them. Yeah. Okay, so then the dogs drop the Christmas tree onto them while they're receiving the money. Mm-hmm. So the tree falls over. Is a big hullabaloo. blue. They're trying to escape oh, off, and they just stand there gaping at it while it falls. Yeah, yeah, on like them. you do. Uh, they they escape off the tree. They're like running around. They're sort of threatening that they're gonna attack someone if they don't let them out. Tinkle then goes and pisses on the floor. And they slip on. They the slip piss. on the piss. They slip over. And this is the oh god, this whole goddamn scene is so fucking drawn out. The fat like, guy is knocked out. So despite long this point to happen. Time. The fat guy's knocked out. The uncle runs up some stairs. He's in the not back. knocked out. No, he like he slips and like they crash to the table and fall over. And then they like the the Oliver and the the smart kid who's like defecting from the gang take like little marshmallow poppers and they're shooting them. Right. Uh, the little marshmallow useful, guns because yeah. that was like oh, a prop they had for like too, a party the, game. The, the, like. He's just fucking screaming like, ah! The guy guy is screaming, and there's, like, kind of chewing sounds, and I'm like, is the dog chewing his nuts or something? Like, what (laughs) is going on? He's chewing the marshmallows because he's fat, but, you know. No, he's not, though. He's just, like, open-mouthed screaming, and there's, like, a vague... It's really weird. It's just like, what is going on? They also throw some Christmas lights over the two, the, the gang leader kid and the other one. Who's oh, right, because they're about to get him up, and, they, and then they throw the Christmas lights over them like it's a net. Yeah, and that works. And they drag him and off. They're taken care of. And the adults are doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They're watching all of this yeah. transpire. The uncle, the uncle then does the, then, then there. The uncle then does just, like, run up the stairs. He runs into, like, a, a They're like, a it's closet. okay. Uh, that's a dead oh, oh, end. And the, we got him now. The, all, Oliver's dad's about like brushing with a baseball bat, and then um, uh, bank president goes, "It's like, don't worry, that's there's no way out of there. We've we've trapped him in there." And he comes out with the puppy's mother yes. because Oliver's father had like hidden her back there. This and- is very confusing too because why does the dad think that the Oliver was going to be there? Right. Well, because oh no, I know why. Because they invited him. They said like, make sure to come to the party, and they're really worried that he's mm. not there at the party. So, so the the uncle, the criminal, threatens to kill comes... the dog if anyone does anything. And his weapon but, of like, choice so, is some so plastic he... antlers. He's <laughs> <laughs> like deer antlers. He's like he brings the dog out, and he's like, no one come near me, or the dog dies. And he's holding fake ass deer antlers. On the golden retriever, and the dad has a bat, so it's like, uh, so I just the hit. Dad has I just a hit bat. In the face then. Oh, cool! You have do- you have the plastic antlers. Cool! Smack, smash, smash. It's like you're not gonna do smash, anything. He's smashing his dog. face because what is, is he going to do? Nothing. He can't do What's anything. What's he gonna do to so the smash dog? Smash him in the face you're, with your baseball bat, Dad. You're not gonna be able to stab the dog with fucking deer antlers, which are which are clearly not real. And even, even, mu- they, even were if they were real, they... real. It's not really gonna do much. It's really not much of a threat. And also, it's like he's literally holding like a bat. Like like if you're extending the purpose, he's holding a bag of ten thousand dollars in cash. I think the adults in the room would be more concerned with the cash than the dog. I'm sorry, but so like... then Oliver in the background starts kicking soccer balls at his head. Uh... So he kicks. Oh. Uh... <laughs> He uses his soccer wow, skills. Wow, forgot about that, didn't you? Uh, Everyone forgot about the very important soccer side plot of the film. 
So he kicks the soccer balls. There's five of them lying on the stage. Why are there soccer balls in uh, the room? Because they're presents. The one that, those five presents of soccer balls. Don't I don't he know what these. So, I don't know who those presents were for. By the way, I I feel like I feel like the the writers of this film wanted the guy to have a gun. Mm. Because that's kind of the only way, which uh, like a switchblade. A switchblade is the only way to sort of makes it plausible without making it a gun. Because I understand why you don't want to put a gun in a movie like this, because like it's a little that's a little too intense for a kids movie probably. But like a switchblade, like for God's sake, like at least have him threaten the crowd with a switchblade. Like don't come near me, don't come near me. But no, he's holding deer antlers. Anyway. Soccer yes. ball. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's kicking soccer balls at his head, and then he's sort of, he gets hit by a bunch of them, but he misses one, and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to kill the dog now. And then the dad kicks a soccer ball on his own and hits him in the head one final time, and he gets knocked down. He just had to be that one last time. And it turns out his, da- his dad used to be a professional soccer player. Wow, we amazing which is which is only mentioned now because the bank president i really like, has a I really like the, the weird idea him. that the guy's like i'm gonna kill this dog despite like like <laughs> he gets hit in the soccer it's ball like just, four just, times like well i guess i gotta kill this dog now oh uh, i'm not down yet that's not Flunk. really what hostages oh i do. guess you i really do that to hostages you're not really supposed to kill the hostage like in the middle of you trying to escape right you're kind of you know Oh, you know, that's kind of missing the point. And I mean, also the idea that like, people wouldn't just like rush him and just yeah. like, would, they wouldn't just tackle yeah, exactly. him. Exactly, it's absurd. So he gets arrested. Um, yeah, they cut like they and cut the like maybe guy. ten minutes later or whatever. The police have arrived. They're arresting all of them. Then we see in the background the Boy Scout troop, all very happy, just staring into the void <laughs> with their bags of money. Because why are they taking photos right now? Is currently a police investigation happening, presumably? Well, no, they've already got the the guys. It's fine. No investigation needed. Mr. Bank President needs to have his nice yeah. party ha- still happen. He's in cahoots with the cops. So they pretty much they, uh, it's pretty much the background like standing still, just staring off in the distance. I <laughs> missed that two actually. Bags I, didn't of money. Even, I didn't even notice that. All anyway, the dad so confronts the bank owner and says, "Like, listen." Uh, I can't do this anymore. I'm missing time with my family. I want to be of thumb. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to quit. And then the bank president's like, "All right, you can quit, but I want to give you a promotion first. You get to work at this brand new plan I have, which is gonna the forbearance end- department. Yes, which is gonna help parents and families help fa- help house who are holds. being foreclosed, and we're gonna help them find a new place." Uh, and you get to be in charge of it, Dad, man. And so he's like, uh, like, and, and and the big president says, but there is one catch. And he goes like, look, if it means more rock, I'm afraid I can't. And the big president goes, N- the the hours of the forbearance department are nine to five, and if you don't get out by five oh one, you're and fired. Serious. And they're like, ha 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 ha. Okay. You know the reason why is that that room is actually gonna be held is a weird cocaine deal afterwards. So if he actually, if he, if he finds out he will get fired also the idea that the, also the idea that the, the idea that the bank of its own volition wants to help 
victims of foreclosure is absurd. But like, I mean, it, only it's like a PR stunt, mm. and even there, it's gonna be like maybe like three households they help, and they're gonna be the most photogenic households. You'd better fucking believe it. Um, but like the there's no. Uh, this this that this kind of thing always frustrates me in movies if like stakes are set where it's like a character has to make a choice either like we we there's no choice the, 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 everything was good at the end the, the choice presented is we're either going to have to continue our standard of living or we're going to have to take a cut, probably move to a smaller house. Okay. Oh, wait, no, this is the thing. The mom says they're still going to have to move to a smaller house anyway, even though the dad has a promotion. Yeah. Apparently, they're still making make the same amount of money, but I guess they're still taking a pay cut and have to move to a smaller house. Oh, and they can keep all the dogs, mm-hmm. too. Uh, but so... So, like, this is the choice being made is, like, the dad eater has to, like, they either have to make a lot less money and, like, and, 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 and cut back their expenses so that they can spend more time with their kid. But no, it's all fine. No hard choice has to be made. Everything's good. Everything's So they adopt fine. all the dogs. It cuts Christmas. You know, everyone, everyone's happy. They all love each other. The end. The end. All good. And... And then you think back, which is like, well, like, okay, who's the real villain? You know, the uncle guy, the kids, like, oh, they're all pretty awful. The bank president's kind of shitty in terms of what he's doing to the family. And you think all the way back, it's like, well, actually, no, it's the original dog and owners who are the true villains of this film. Yes. The real villains are those assholes who abandon the dogs to die in their house. Then again, they only abandon their dogs because their house was foreclosed upon. So it's also the bank's responsibility. So if you think about this, the bank, if you work for the bank, you get to have your cake and eat it too because you also get dogs at yeah. the end. Do they deserve the dogs? Not really. Not really. They didn't do anything. The dogs did most of the work. They did. <laughs> They did ninety percent. They did ninety five percent of in the fact, work. In fact, the, all the remaining five really percent is the soccer kick. Uh, kicked soccer balls. He kicked the soccer balls at the end. That's the only thing he actually did. Because even the dad was the one who who actually bailed out the mom dog. Yeah. Oliver did jack shit in this film. Oliver did jack. In shit. fact, he made the film worse of his because of his presence. He he caused more problems to deal with than he actually solved them. If. I mean, if Oliver isn't present, the puppies in the house that the gang break into don't reveal themselves yep. because they only reveal themselves to Oliver, and then by like and by accident, the rest of the kids find out about them. Without that, the puppies would have stayed in the house, um, and the kids would not have found them. The bank would have come by to like seize the claim the property. They would have gone in, claimed all the furniture. The puppies would have all been there. They would have taken the puppies and. Since the dad is the one, like you know, he probably would have passed them off to you know, like an animal. Probably shelter. the same one the mother so... was in, presumably, since he probably knows them. I guess. Maybe who knows? Wait, no, the mom's not with an animal shelter. She's a real estate agent. No, the mom dog. Oh, the mom dog. <laughs> oh, well, she probably. Uh, you're right, sorry. Uh, well, mom probably would have been adopted by that point, I suppose. Well, no, Maybe not. probably not. Maybe. I guess it depends how long it took that bank to get around to going to the house. It probably wouldn't have taken very long because they probably like want. want the the timeline of this stuff. movie is like what three days, maybe. The bank will. The bank will want to like put that house up for sale as soon as they yeah. can. So. 
because they they got property to move on. So, so that's the film. Oh boy! Do you recommend this film? No. Yeah, me neither. I want to say one thing it's about not, this. John. It's, it's, did it's, you stick around after the credits? I did. Okay, so this is this is the second time this has happened. Well, let me I, explain oh yeah, what this I'll, is. Last year. Okay, Christmas so actually, film. I actually, actually, no, I turned it off. I turned off when the credits end because it seemed like it was going to be a solid minute of just black. No, afterwards. last last year's Christmas film. Uh, the end of after the credits of of Loan for Christmas, they started to play the film again, only only the first ten minutes so they can hit that hour thirty minute mark. We sort of assumed like, oh, this might have been a problem with Tubi, like maybe I don't know, mm-hmm. but this film did the same thing again. Okay, so I didn't stick around this long enough. Does the exact there was, only, same thing there was, again. There was the like a full minute left on the, the first time. Five minutes again, so it can hit that hour thirty minute mark. God damn it! <laughs> Which is, proves that this is absolutely As- Asylum's doing, not like you know the streaming making. Asylum, the you sneaky fucks! I don't man. know why they're doing it. Like, is it some sort of like statistic where it's like people are more likely to Laziness. watch a film that's hour thirty minutes long? No, no, because because you can't claim something's a feature length film unless it hits the ninety minute okay. mark. Um, no, yeah, that's that's all it is. Um, well, though, one thing I I no, I I watched just the credits because I was really curious to see if they were going to do the same thing for Alone for Christmas. I was I wanted to see if they forgot to put in the no animals were harmed in the mm. making of this production thing. Um, uh, but however, it is in the credits this time, along with the logo for the American Humane yeah. Society. Uh, so this time they didn't forget that. But that was something that really. Like I, I lost my shit over when I was like watching the credits for Alone for Christmas and was like, they didn't put in that disclaimer. Does that mean animals were harmed in the making of this <laughs> movie? But no, this time around they they, yeah. they claim they weren't. So like Yeah, Asylum is just being a real piece of shit and just like, you know Oh, I mean we already knew yeah. that. And also they're actually finally making Hallmark films now. Like official wow. Hallmark films. They have the logo in Wow. How did they get that deal? Uh, I'm sure they axed and Hallmark was like, fuck it. We got to release 10,000 Christmas films this year. Just make some shit. We don't care. Just go for it. Hey, these guys can turn a movie around in six weeks. <laughs> Let them have the it. Hallmark Students real this weird like promotional deal or their website streaming service or whatever. The person who watches oh. the most Hallmark Christmas films gets like a cash prize. And there's like a lot of Hallmark Christmas films to watch, obviously. A cash prize. A cash prize. So, I mean, like, do you have to watch the entire movie for that? I think it's just the most minutes. Like, watching Hallmark films. Oh, wow. Which seems easily scammable, but, you know. Yeah, all you have to do is just turn it on and just let the thing. Or have a bot do it. You know? Yeah, just have a bot do it. Just let it run through and just, yeah, it seems very easily scammable. But that's the film. Oh, the winner of the Hallmark Holiday Film Contest is, is, is six, X, X, Rock zero one 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 zero six three six five zero four. Awesome! Congratulations, our biggest Hallmark fan. Amazing. Well, that was a podcast, everybody. What a great film! Merry Christmas, everyone! Yeah, all, yeah. We probably should have mentioned unless that. we unless we don't get this out by. Sorry we weren't watching Alpha and Omega, the Christmas movie we promised uh, last week. We'll watch oh, right. I Am Omega. Omega next week or whenever. Right, right. This is the holiday break. Yeah, short break. Uh, if you want to, I don't know, email us your Christmas memories 
and you're also I guess your dog memories and also your depressing Christmas party memories and your thoughts on Star Wars or whatever. Yeah, email us at entertheasylumpodcast at gmail.com. Entertheasylumpodcast at gmail.com. And that's going to do us, I think, as a podcast. Happy holidays, yeah. everyone. Merry Christmas and, you know, all the other holidays and whatnot and everything else. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of it. New Year's, sol- solstice, um, all of them. Dog holiday, you know, um, if you're a dog. Yeah, what was a dog holiday? Dog be? It's just called Dog, I guess. It's just called Dog. Posmus or something like that. Yeah, alright. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. You are in my heart.